Today's first question is, have you ever considered making an OnlyFans? Which is funny because the context of that question has changed considerably <laughs> since it was asked. It's fun. It's coincidental. It's what it is. I has bet it? you didn't choose that question because of the thing. Do you know about has what happened changed? recently, Andrew? Yes. I do, but our, but like, so the, the implication here is two things. One, OnlyFans on its technical level is just Patreon, but with a better cut percentage. So Does it have a better cut? Does it? Yeah, I believe it has a better payout ratio than Patreon does. Mm -hmm. oh, Patreon's uh, pretty good. But, uh... But on the flip side, OnlyFans also has a metric shit ton of porn related content creators because Patreon said, no, thank you, please. And so they all <laughs> like they all flew over there. And so it wasn't Patreon. It was um, it was the uh, I was going to say did MasterCard did, did Patreon no, 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 have no. porn? Uh, Patreon had not safe for work content creators and they made a policy to say like, no, 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 I think it still this does. Oh, Right, Patreon. Sorry, but sorry, not, sorry. You're uh, talking so about Patreon. I, I don't think Patreon ever stopped. Uh, did they? Did they uh, used to have nudity, like live? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They used yeah, to have. Yeah. They used to have like same thing with OnlyFans. Now they used to have pornography, and and then they went, no, 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 thank you. We're only you can do like yeah. your little shitty topless pictures or whatever, but no, <laughs> no sexual stuff. Um, little shitty. Uh, and so then OnlyFans was like, no, come on, come on in. We don't care. And so. Now it's a problem, but mm -hmm. but the context of OnlyFans for you would uh, it depends on if they're asking if you would make an OnlyFans, which you can make one that isn't pornographic related and just do content updates there, like you do Patreon, or you can do <laughs> one for pornography. Uh, I was gonna say so like every every now and then I I check on like I click on the profiles of people that support me on Patreon and I see what company I keep and like sometimes it's Splatter Cat and sometimes it's Splattered Cat. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> Once I had that thought, I had to I had to have it out in the world. <laughs> no, that's that's all right. Sometimes some thoughts are okay to just never say. Which is the nobody which tells is the new policy about that joke. <laughs> but there's a lot the of policy for only fans. on Patreon, and I can see it via my own supporters. I mean, it's like when you it's it's the Internet's fucking weird, by the way, like every now and then you just get somebody like following you on Twitter and you just click on their profile and you're like, all right, it's just all out there. It's just it is. It's just yeah, their whole profile. <laughs> OK, <laughs> sometimes you just see like vague leftist discourse happening on Twitter and there's just a guy in a fucking like pup mask just responding to everything and their profile is just a lot of stuff and you're like oh yep that's just how people use yep. twitter in the same breath <laughs> yeah. they'll be like discussing the discourse and also like have an entire porn account and you're like this is a strange website <laughs> it's it's called being horny on main and so and not a lot of people do it but but, it the, does but happen, the ones yeah. that do it are noticeable <laughs> Oh, they are noticeable. Jesus, yeah. or the num yeah, like the number or the number of yeah. Ahegao avatars you have on YouTube. I think I think that's descending over time, but it used to be like it is. I feel like three years ago it was like a problem. <laughs> we were starting to be like, do we need to hide in the in kids YouTube? Do we need to hide? Do we need to disable all avatars? Which I guess they did because they disabled look, comments on kids Keith, YouTube. Keith, the Ahegao has been gentrified. It's this been is, gentrified. It's, 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 
What? There's nothing left to salvage. Oh my god, that it's... would be the name of this video if it wasn't like it didn't have eye comments. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I want. And that. it's also no, <laughs> no, it's better not to. What I'm saying is that there's a the original meaning and and application of the Ahagao is is extremely extreme, and um and it's just they they people <laughs> ran away with it. The Ahagao has been gentrified. <laughs> There's, I don't think the metaphor uh, goes as far as it probably should, but because uh, it doesn't work too well on many fronts. But still, yeah. yeah. But every now and then, people of, just think it's a funny of... face that people do, <laughs> and it isn't. It isn't that. Wow, is that Pokimane? Uh, every now and then, people really... be like, every now and then people will be like, "Why do you know these things?" It's like I have a fucking audience. You, you can't. <laughs> yeah. There's so much fucking shit that just comes out just for being exposed I... to too many people. Yeah, I I have the problem of just always being online. Like there yeah. are very rare times <laughs> that something will happen, and I'm like, oh, I don't know what anything is about that. A lot unless it's like unless it's related to something really specifically real world. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't, it's, I don't know. But I'm also just really curious about stuff. Like I my I instead of the weird recoil people have, I'm like that. It's like the meme of Bender taking a picture and saying neat. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's just that. It's like, all right, well, that's new. <laughs> the fuck? The the aspect of having an audience and being always online, that is weird. I, I try... So my audience isn't necessarily very interactive in regards to anything that isn't in the video. So it really focuses more on just comments on, on whatever I say or do. But the... I'm. I like to think that I'm not on. I'm not a very online person. Like I, I check Discord every once in a while per day, uh, and I check Twitter every once in a while, and that, that's about it. Um, and the rest is just news sites and stuff that I for stuff that I that I want to follow. I do watch a bunch of YouTube though, so there's that I suppose. But I like. There's some people that are just so. Like the other day, I was I was listening to my barber and another client just talking about Fortnite, mm-hmm. and to them, Fortnite was just like complete. Oh, there's these things that kids play. I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. And I played a little bit. And it was it's pretty cool. And what? And they're talking about it as if it's some alien stuff because obviously for them it is. Yeah. But I, I, they played more than I have of Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite in my entire life, but I knew, I know a lot more about it than than they do, obviously. Uh, and it's um. It's sort of alien. It's sort of alienating, I suppose. Whenever somebody just doesn't have that baseline of knowledge, the discourse. That, um, yeah, discourse. Like, like even even things. It's, it's, it happens to serious things and to and to non-serious things both. The level of of uh, I think the, the internet. I have felt it. I have felt it for years. Uh, for me, the level the, the internet. Give, or the capability that the internet gives me personally and obviously everybody to just go wherever I want with the kind of person that I the kind of person that I am and the and the knowledge that I cultivate and I'm just not limited to the people around me because before the internet I was just I was just I would like the things that people around me liked not you yeah. know not as in uh, most people like something and I like it because most people like it but in the sense that if nobody else likes that I wouldn't be able to find it, and that goes to, for music, movies, uh, games. It goes for all that, and but my entire life is built on stuff like that. I can trace every single thing that I am a fan of, or that I, 
Um, it's like a weird series of liking. happenstance things you just kind of collided with. Like, yeah. Like people would be like, why didn't you grow up playing Zelda or whatever? And it's like, well, life isn't a hive mind now, but it was even less of one before the internet was everyone's part of yeah. everyone's life. It's like you just went to a store and you're like, oh, look, this silent bomber. What's that game? And then that would be like the thing you played that summer instead of Ocarina of Time or something, because like you weren't yeah. like being forced to play the most popular thing and that's the only option or whatever and then you just have a different because <laughs> he didn't childhood yeah it's the thing is it growing up i think i think it it's not good to get kids hooked up early on on that sort of distancing their knowledge from their parents early yeah so even i i, I don't know how i would raise a kid in in today's age <laughs> and i, I uh, i'm not ban them not from social media <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, they're definitely banned. Slap phone out of hand by never buying one. <laughs> <laughs> but but even putting all you know potential suggestions for parents that might be listening, uh, all, putting all those suggestions aside, I think it's uh, it's definitely important to grow a baseline of roots around you as a as a person when you're a kid. But it just feels so freeing just being able to. Well, I know a lot about Diablo too. And I did until I went to university. I was the master of Diablo 2. Nobody <laughs> around me knew anything. They were all noobs. And they played just as much as I did. It just didn't check the internet. And that's... Didn't I talk about it last last podcast? About how Diablo 2 walkthroughs were, was, were the reason I started to become really fluent in English at the age of 17 or 16? Uh, I might have referenced it in passing. I'm trying to think of how that story started exactly. I think you more just explained mm -hmm. that it was like the only way to really play video games, just in, oh, in yeah, large. Yeah. Like you yeah. just needed yeah. to know more English because it wasn't being translated to your specific version of Portuguese, or Portuguese or any in Portuguese general. at all. Yeah, <laughs> or any Portuguese. Yeah, I don't think I even thought about the the, the language Portuguese existing until I was like fifteen. <laughs> I can it's just not on the, that. It's just not on the drop down list. It's like spanish yeah japanese chinese exactly. <laughs> german and it's it's uh, the, despite being spoken by i think it's it's uh, right around other spanish other people. chinese there's <laughs> two of everything the, is, the thing is that the most markets are not particularly rich and and the biggest one is definitely brazil and portuguese and it's only like in the last 20 years or really really 20 years has it actually become a little bit more beneficial to invest in in translating to uh brazilian portuguese so yes yeah. a like, lot of people uh, i mean go ahead sorry I, I feel like there's an interesting video to be had uh, just about anybody's like upbringing and why they like the media they do because it's the most it's not about <laughs> it's not like because their personality just drew them there in a massive web of possibility space it's just like nice I didn't have cable. No, Mike. <laughs> it's like, it was like, your, it's, yeah, it's it was... shit like that. Like I like growing up, I was kept like I, I would I would come from from school and then I'd go to my dad's upholstery shop and I'd be in the back room with a shitty like this tiny TV that had bunny ears and like a Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> so like I could play Jet Force Gemini or I could watch not cable, which meant KQC fifty eight, which was like the Animaniacs followed by the Simpsons followed by. Uh, 
followed by Star Trek The Next Generation, followed by Third Rock from the Sun and Frasier. Like that was my that was TV yeah. when I was growing up. There was a cartoon for kids, a cartoon for adults, fucking Star Trek. It's a weird setup and it it's just and it and it explains a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also think it comes, you know, again, it comes down to a lot of access, like what uh, what kind of family you grew up in, what access they had to entertainment and what level of freedom they gave you to that access of entertainment. So like I, I had the opposite where I was when I was young, I knew how to I learned how to figure out computers really early. And so I had access to the Internet at a young age because my parents wouldn't be home before which anyone even knew the... to question your access to the internet yeah exactly and so <laughs> yeah. because and i so was it left ruined home a lot, you forever <laughs> it did but because i was left home a lot i had access to the internet because no one was home to stop the dial-up and so i could just sit there and use the internet all day while i waited for parents to arrive home and so i would just go on the internet until i got bored and then i could go downstairs and just play video games uh and but video games were limited because video games were based on someone buying me video games. And so I got really good at, find, at like just playing specific games over and over and over and over again until I was really good at them or I could find ways to like break them. And so then I just got used to that. I got used to like when you play a game, you do whatever you can to get through it as fast as possible and break it. Mm -hmm. uh, now you just break <laughs> games then, on accident. You do. Well, now I just you break do games that. on accident. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but like that's but that's my access was you know and I had mostly free range over the the media I consumed. My parents my my parents only rules about what I could watch was I couldn't watch Beavis and Butthead and The Simpsons. That was it. That was literally like the only thing my parents uh, were like no you can't watch that. And I was a, like oh what okay. a weird pair. <laughs> yeah, like the, my I guess my my in my parents' head it was like The Simpsons is kind of just trash because it's just a sitcom. <laughs> but with like cartoon characters. So they didn't want me picking up any of the like, uh, I guess the bad habits of the characters in it because no one in Bart, the Simpsons is a good character. Uh, I can that's imagine like, Andrew being a good Bart. Yeah. I think, and I so think then, there was like the most flaccid attempt to stop me from watching South Park at some point, but it's just, my parents just never had the effort to, to back up any the idea of policing what I was watching on TV. Yeah. And I, I never sought out, any like bad cartoons because it just wasn't interesting to me i didn't get the jokes they weren't funny so like the idea of you know like the i watched an episode of simpsons once and i just didn't like it because nothing about it was funny and so i just was like no i'll never watch this and beavis and mm -hmm. butthead was funny but funny in like a in like the childish sense like i thought it was really funny in the noises that they make or like the voices that they made but it's I didn't funny like find a, it's the actual... funny in a please make Daria later sort of way. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it, it. Yeah, it was funny. And like, I, of course, you really like the stupidity of it all. But I didn't get the jokes like the context of the jokes didn't land for me. So I didn't really find much interest in watching it beyond like, OK, well, it's kind of funny to listen to the sounds and try to replicate them. Yeah. But but so like and it's because got like of the that, guise like, of being a juvenile children's show, but it's actually for adults. Yeah, well, it's. Yeah, so it's like I mean, kind it's, of it's, all those a lot of the shows in that bracket were kind of just incomprehensible to kids. Like the like the idea yeah, of why it but, even was funny. And and I mean the same problem I had the same problem with like Animaniacs was there were a lot of times where I I laughed, but there were also a lot of times where I just didn't get it. Where I was just kind of like I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Like what is supposed to be not on your life. But, 
like there's yeah there's a lot of jokes that just didn't land for me as a kid but it was okay because animaniacs was in a in a setup that it was like hitting you with so many different skits over and over and over again that like one of them or enough of them would land to keep your interest as a kid but not all of them would land for me whereas like watching it as an adult it was the inverse where there's a lot of jokes that didn't land for me because they were made for kids and they weren't really that funny anymore but then you have like these other jokes that i didn't pick up on i was like oh okay cool but what a weirdly uh, but yeah, horny so I show just, i mean it's <laughs> it's like steven spielberg wb people like yeah it's probably just a bunch of people showed up in the office one day and was like all right we got like two days to make some jokes let's do it <laughs> like so i but, don't uh, think i've ever watched yeah. it i did i, I like on on my side the te television didn't end up shaping as much of my um, childhood as, as it probably would have. Cable wasn't very common back then, and even if it was, most of the most of the stuff would be in in um, with site subtitles. So, like, only really after the age of like ten or eleven did I really start paying attention to um, to anything with subtitles. So, I think. Not growing up with cable, it really, it really made me just uh, focus on other things because public television is there. Eh. And uh, I mean, I, I still watched Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon and Rurouni uh, <coughs> Kenshin and a, a few other anime. I, I I liked anime in general, not really live action stuff. Um, but what I find funny is that like stuff, it it it's um. Like I can pin, I can point to people, specific people that that in, ingrained in me the, like for example the the fact that I uh, for a long long time was a huge uh, Tolkien buff, uh, was because I got a Jules Verne book uh, as a thirteen year old I think for my thirteenth birthday, I got a Jules Verne book, and uh, I was like oh look at this big book, uh, and it was, um. Which one was it? A Mysterious Island, I think. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but it basically sent me down a rabbit hole of uh, of just reading big, bigger novels, uh, and uh, and then the Lord of the Rings movies came out, and I was like, yes, I will buy those big books and I will read them, and they were awesome. I just and got discovered really something really interesting. Sorry, it's a bit of a tangent, but <laughs> just on the topic of Lord of the Rings. I, we're talking about, I, I mean, OnlyFans, so it is. Tempting. Oh yeah, no, we're fucked. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just, I encountered the, I, the, I didn't need to follow this up on it because it'd probably make its way into like an essay at some point. But uh, apparently, Dark Crystal like may have been a tangentially related to the Lord of the Rings, and that like uh, Jim Henson wanted to adapt Lord of the Rings, but then figured it was too much for one movie. But then like years later, made Dark Crystal, which has like all the same beats down to like oh. finding the special relic and taking it back to to the place that it needs to go in order to stop it and then that somehow and somehow taking it there makes all the bad things just it disappear immediately like all the all these really specific elements or like being in this peaceful place that seems completely divorced from all the strife in the world and then going out into this like mm -hmm. horrible nightmare quest and all that as this like seemingly incapable of violence tiny creature it's like a lot going on there i never watched that crystal 
It's really good, according to me, the unbiased person that's like, it's my favorite thing ever. So it's, I'm a reasonable source of information. <laughs> uh, well, I can... I, I'll look into it. It's uh, anime, though, isn't it? No, no. it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's puppets. Action? Yeah. It's Jim oh, Henson. Puppets. It's what he do. Oh, and every now and then, wow, well... and every now and then there's somebody really far away from the camera that's doing that's dressed as the puppet but they're actually just running around doing like stunt work that the puppet can't do and they're hoping you don't notice but you do <laughs> <laughs> well dark crystal's fucking fascinating I'm, I'm, I'm always afraid to write about it because i keep finding out new things about it that i would be, i would have regretted to not know about before i like if i'd already made a thing about it like i like i, I like i think one of the things i've heard like a year ago was that dark crystal was created entirely without any english in it or any language it was a completely made up language meant to be and you were meant to watch the entire movie not knowing what they're saying like without like not even subtitles mm. so the entire movie is is designed to be to tell its story visually and but then it did it did really poorly with test audiences so they then went back and dubbed english into it and it's just like like that's so fucking fascinating what the fuck was the production of this movie a mess I, that's <laughs> that's, that's I like, like i like that idea though i like the idea of, of prioritizing visual language yeah. over speech but sorry back to you being uh, my... a lord of the rings buff and then eventually <laughs> yeah. back to only fans <laughs> Back to OnlyFans. Uh, so, yeah, basically what I was saying is that I can point to a specific event in my life that led me down the rabbit hole of uh, of the of Lord of the Rings. And the, for gaming, it's the same thing. The first time I really... Uh, I really interacted with a game in, in, uh, in any measure was when uh, a, a childhood friend of mine got a, a Sega Mega Drive. And I, I played... I think it was Shinobi 3... And I played uh, Super Hang-On something or other. I don't remember what, what uh, year it was. It was just like motorcycles. Um, and I think it was like Golden Axe, maybe, 1, 2, and 3. And I just played those, those games, and I was like, this is amazing. This is like, for me, it was, I mean, I, th I think it was like 7 or 8 at the time. So just the interactivity of it all, it was just like, this is brilliant. This is amazing. And then I, uh, very soon after that, I, I learned that my cousin who had an electric guitar, so he was the coolest, and still is, uh, he had a computer and was playing things like StarCraft and Fallout and, and uh, Baldur's Gate and all the, all the good stuff of the late 90s. And, um, and I was like, the, I, I, gotta, I gotta be all over that. And then I just spent days and days and days at his house while he was playing the guitar, which was a good thing because he would play the guitar and I would, I would play and then he would play ga the, the games and I would just watch, which was the original Let's Play for me, just spending hours and hours watching him play whatever he was playing. And, um, and so like the, all of my tastes sort of go back to, I, I, I mean, it must be like a shared experience for anybody growing up without the internet, right? Because if you're on the internet, you just sort of like you're going to like... Why why did I watch Game of Thrones? I watched Game of Thrones because I sort of heard about it on the internet. Why did I um I don't know. There's why did I watch uh, why did I play um the outer uh, outer wilds because people somebody I don't remember mentioned it and it sort of stuck in my mind as an interesting game that I checked out uh and then I decided to play it and like having that just it's just vague. All all the hallmarks and all 
all the uh, the good things that I've been through after really becoming immersed on the internet, they don't really have that strong root of uh, this person did this to me and, and it just led me down this this path or uh, somebody told me or this person specifically told me about this. And I don't know, do you guys share that? Uh, I don't know, maybe you grew up, you, you had internet earlier than I did. I, I was I only had internet at the age of 20, no, 18. Uh, was it, it? Yeah, uh, around 18 or 19. 18. I mean, started getting kids, yeah. as, I started getting uh, internet as a teenager, but it, without social media, there wasn't the connectivity aspect of like the way that you find out about stuff now. Like that's sort oh. of the new internet. That makes sense. Ah, yeah. Because before then, it was just you just browse random websites at random, and there was no real direction to it. Like you didn't, it didn't have the you just the algorithm on, oh. deter, like shaping society the way that it does. Destroying yeah, society. Uh, well, I mean the the idea. So the internet. Back in the day, back back in my day, uh, the internet was both good, uh, like great at keeping you constantly finding, like learning stuff, but also terrible because there was no uh, localized system to find anything. So, like the advent of Google was a huge groundbreaking thing because now you could actually just kind of find what the fuck you wanted without having to spend a whole week going from like website to website, reading its stupid, shitty, whatever they call that, the link uh, carousel or ring or whatever, the like site oh, the, ring. The site map like, or something? Yeah, the site map. It's just like there was, it's so, <laughs> it was awful that. to use the internet back in the day. But uh, it, was, there, yes. it was like exciting because everything was new. So anytime you click on a link, you don't know where the hell it's going to take you. You may accidentally find yourself learning about like, auto mechanics and finding out that like there are people who think cars are going to fly in the year 2020 like one and you're like i don't know how they think this but man they're showing some crazy data on this forum post but and then you could just like accidentally find yourself in the middle of like anarchist cookbook here's how to make a bomb and you're like oh you could just look on this on the internet that's interesting and like you just gotta <laughs> boil gas <laughs> Yeah, and so like it, the the pre pre Google Internet was a was a wild west, but also fun. And post Google Internet is fun, but you kind of have to like horse blinder your way through it. Like you need to stop. You need to like if you're going on the internet to do to to find out something, you need to focus on that. And otherwise, the because it's always going to try keep bringing you to some kind of service, <laughs> some yeah. kind of product. Like, even if you look up something about computers, it's always going to be like the first page will be like five different applications to solve a problem for you. And that's not important. Like, you never, if you ever see a link that says, like, uh, here's how to solve a, a thing, and you click on it and it goes to a company website, you need to leave. It's not helpful. It's garbage. Yeah, like, it happens it's, so oh, yeah. much. And, that's good yeah, search engine but, optimization, though. But that's, yeah, that's the thing, is that everything became optimized. And optimization yeah. doesn't equal good. <laughs> optimization just no, equals efficient. And efficiency can be both a, it's a double-edged sword. Yes, you can Google something and find 10 million pages of content. But now you have to sift through 10 million pages to find the content you want. And like, it's think, never going to be as easy as you want it to be. But yeah. I think that's the real value of uh, Wikipedia and just shared Shared knowledge databases, anything wiki style, tends to be the the strongest and longest lasting uh, on the internet. Uh, for a long time, it it was message boards and and just forums or 
or uh, there was another type. What I, I never interacted with them, but there uh, was. Uh, there's what there's like forums there's bulletin board like systems speednet, uh, or something i don't remember oh you're talking about like uh, you're talking about like our uh irc there's the irc yeah, channels maybe. you could be talking about the uh uh what was it the like precursor to forums which was the uh yeah i think uh what the hell something is it called? Net? wasn't it yeah something it's net? like uh i think not dot net that's actual thing but no. um uh yeah it's that's the thing that I'm thinking of, but I because I, I, I never interacted with them for a long time. I would just spend a lot of time on forums. I mean, uh, and it's you can still do that. It's just that forums are sort of, you know, all guys. I, I don't Usenet. miss being a forum that's person. You're talking. You're talking about Usenet. Usenet. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, Usenet was. Yeah, the, forum uh, forum thing. people are. I mean, it's still the thing is you still have that community and you know the people and you just it, it's just a sort of a bubble that you're in, obviously, but it it it's also very addictive. Because you obviously, it's like it's like being in a uh, WhatsApp group chat thing that I apparently am in, and I receive notifications every once in a while. I have three of them right just, now. I was very susceptible phone. to always <laughs> wanting to click on all of the glowy text that was saying that there was new threads or new posts or whatever all the time. <laughs> you, must, so I, you must remove I all the glowy text. I had to like always yeah. clear all notifications across the entire forum that I was in, even if I yeah. wasn't reading the thread. Like I had to like I had to know. <laughs> it, it was it was a bad loop i don't like it <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it's yeah. like how in discord that, oh, i'd fucking mute aside from our aside from our multiplayer server because it has its own purposes and stuff like that i i mute like 80 percent of channels in every server i'm in and also mute most entire servers i'm in <laughs> same same it has to you have to though it's just like though the 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 problem with using platforms, unified platforms like Discord or Facebook or anything that is a, a portal for multiple people doing different things is that it, because it's so centralized, you need to absolutely just go to where you want to go on purpose instead of just being notified. That The notification loop is so disruptive to... Um, to any kind of work, I, I like. I'm sure different people deal with it differently. Yeah, I mean, every single platform it, you ever engage with at any level just wants to yell at you all the time, just all way time, too yeah, often. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, you have a Netflix account? <laughs> time to fucking find the setting to disable it, notifying you every single day about Netflix. Like any, if you engage Jesus with Christ. any service on any platform, it will fucking email you every day. And that's not even, and that's mm -hmm. be, that's not even counting when you get things on your phone. Which, yeah, anything that you get gets anywhere near your phone. It just wants to. If it can't come up with the normal reasons to notify you, it'll come up with new reasons to notify you. Like YouTube will notify mm -hmm. you of videos by channels you didn't even subscribe to, and like. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! And I don't mean like I, don't I even, think I, that has happened to me once. Yeah, I, like, I, and I don't even mean like, I don't even mean like it'll like put them on your homepage. I mean like it'll send you a fucking push notification. About a channel you don't even watch, or like, uh, I think we we talked last time about how like Twitter just makes up notifications, and it'll be like, here's just I don't know mm -hmm. some fucking tweet, I guess. We just decided you like it, <laughs> and so it, like it won't even be like the usual excuse of like here is a ch here is a tweet from someone that you're following, or uh, here's a tweet that somebody you're following responded to or liked or whatever. Sometimes it'll just be like, here's a fucking tweet for some reason. Like immediately after that, I said that last episode, I then got one and I shared it in our our, our Discord 
and it was just like i don't know who this person is <laughs> no one i no one i follow interacted with this tweet like i don't know why it gave me a notification it's just it's like it's recommended for you it's like who the fuck is this guy like what the fuck this the anytime that happens to me is i mean i'm i'm, I'm always like immediate distress block yeah and it'll send no, that shit no. to your phone and then you're like it's as a push notification and it's like cool can't wait to hunt through the settings to find out if it's possible to turn this the fuck off i mean i'm the kind of person that i have my phone always on mute like so many extra steps just to make everything shut up yeah my phone's always on mute and but it's just that when I when I open it, I'll get I'll just have the notifications, and I'm just like, yeah, that's not yeah. my email. It's just some bullshit. Yeah. I, I don't want this. But, but I think, but there's a lot of people that just you know those notifications are very effective. They get the ping on the phone, they open it. It's eyes on content, and that like that is very very powerful. Really, Obviously, yeah. it loses power over time, but that's the problem. It's it's the over time doesn't matter. It's the next semester that matters mm -hmm. it's my my business report and it's it's um it's it's down always down to the profit motive of whatever company is making whatever platform we're in and twitter is just and twitter in most social media is just based on trying to extract more value out of their customers rather than necessarily providing a better service and that's and that's why whenever it's kind of complicated i think when people say that if th something is free, you are the product. I don't think that's necessarily true all the time, but I think the fact of the matter is that it is true for a lot of a lot of the social medias. You're definitely the, the product in a Facebook or in a, in a Twitter, and that's you're the one they sell, and maybe not you, but somebody who has more followers than you. Um, but the understanding that on a sort of intuitive level that you are the product or in a platform like that, um, it's uh, it's difficult because you know nobody tells you, and you you can only like I know that because I work with I I'm I'm a web developer I I work I have a, a I have a YouTube channel I I maintain a community and having the understanding of of maintaining a community as a job, and then you apply that logic to a huge platform like YouTube or like OnlyFans or or like Twitter, and you have a it's just, it's just it's sort of the same thing but just on a you a much bigger level. That, I think that's something that people just are not aware of, and it's, so it's very difficult for people to really understand that they're just being used. Like, if you if you if you use a platform like Twitter and and and, uh, and Facebook without critical approach and critical, it's not even just critical thinking. You should do critical thinking all the time, but just having a critical approach of what you're seeing and why you're seeing it, and having and being informed of that. It just you're just being used. You're just being led by by the by the leash. I mean, it's I don't, I would say anytime you're viewing something, it's because of money. Someone paid to see, make you see what you're seeing. Well, um, not this podcast. Uh, yes, I, 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 <laughs> yes. I don't get paid. I don't monetize the podcast. Uh, someone paid YouTube to send a video with X amount of views to a person. Or but that, yeah, but that's the thing. It's the the YouTube larger is... platform monetizes yeah. everybody, including us, including us. Well, that's and they the monetize thing, our vid our videos, but they monetize also our 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 viewing content, uh, viewing habits, because it's very valuable for them to know that you dismissed a, a notification. Because it's not just you; it's 
millions of people who did that. And so the percentage of 60% dismissing this notification and 65% d- dismissing the other notification, so it, it's worse on one and better on the other, that is gold for a platform like YouTube because they make millions out of that. Because those 5% differences, it's just... It, it, they they optim- it's, the, it's, it's so... Just like, you know, squeezing blood from a stone <laughs> in, a, in a very really really dehumanizing way because that's why people like whenever people say i don't care if they have my data i I understand that sentiment people not people using google or using youtube or whatever and i say google i mean the the search engine uh people using those services and and uh not caring about them having their data uh, their data or their privacy or whatever and it's fine to not you know you don't have anything to hide it doesn't matter it doesn't affect you i understand that feeling but it isn't the problem with big companies and any company, but big companies in particular, the problem with them having your data isn't that they have your data specifically, is that they have everybody else's data to compare your data to. So they can use your data in a way that you can't even tell and you can't even begin to think how they're going to use it. So whenever you see an ad, it's targeted to you in a, in a very insidious way and not in the nice way because you're looking for... Like who? That's the dumbest argument, though. I'm sorry, it's a tangent. But like people <laughs> being like, "Oh, I like I like ads, uh, targeted ads. They're a good thing because I don't want to see ads for things that I don't like." <laughs> no, that's not what's happening, though. Targeted ads aren't for things that you don't like. Targeted ads are are predatory ads <laughs> because they are obviously for things that you're gonna like eventually. But that's not the point. They're it's learning things the best that you don't way to, need. That they're often yeah, it's things you don't need, and it's also yeah. they're, they're often finding ways to have more and more manipulative hooks to get you to buy the thing. Like yeah, they're learning yeah, more just, and more insidiously how to do it. Like like one of so the things bad. that goes on right now is that when you're on various services, you have like these like videos that play that have like a little video game where like really rudimentary choices are being made. And the <laughs> yeah. guy in the video is making really stupid mistakes. And it's like, you can do better, can't you? Help Why don't out? you yeah. play the game? It's like fucking let's play backseat gaming comments <laughs> are a form of fucking targeted ad now. Like I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen several flavors of that. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? It's yeah, it's uh, I, the problem. I think it's not on. It's not on the individual to have the to have the capacity or the even the duty to make an informed decision about ta- targeted advertisement or algorithmic content in TikTok or whatever. It's it should be down to us as a society, and when I say us, I mean all humans, not just not just whatever country we're in or the government or just us like n- nerds. It should be all of us, the society should be targeted towards making good things and not profit. Of course, it's a very a much deeper conversation, but still. It's part of why if, there was if, all if that hubbub about like YouTube serving content to kids was the fact that then they were in this, they were, then they were knowingly in this targeted ad algorithm and it was figuring out how to manipulate the children at a young age. Children, yep. 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 I, there's a weird... I'll never really understand, um, I guess, the the approach that some parents have with this, like, unlimited freedom, but it's someone else's job. 
kind of approach. Like they have this mm -hmm. idea that like I'm gonna put my child, I'm gonna give my child full access to the internet and just assume that the government or a corporation will be responsible and not like make my child go to bad places. Mm -hmm. And like YouTube isn't for kids. Let the algorithm like, you... raise my child with Spider-Man Elsa fetish videos. But like when you go to YouTube and you create a profile, it does specifically say, hey, bud, just a heads up. You ain't 13. You ain't going to be here. Yeah, and I had to lie somehow... about my age when I made my first YouTube account. <laughs> but that's the thing. You had to lie about your age. Like, yeah. just I I'm not going to I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that someone's a bad parent, but like parental controls exist on a router and it's really inexcusable that you can't figure out like basic fucking shit for yourself. Like it's, I can right now make it so that any computer except for my own personal computer tries to access like godaddy.com. It's blocked. Uh, I can, it, it's easy. It's very <laughs> easy to do. Um, it's, it's like, it's almost so easy. It's Go insulting daddy. to network That sounds engineers. like one of them only fans. <laughs> right? Uh, I picked it yeah, so that way if I, I said it, people went to GoDaddy, they would just get domain hosting and then would be like, oh, is that a bad site? No, sorry. It is. Don't, um, don't do GoDaddy. They suck. Well, yeah, it's overexpensive. It's overpriced, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is that uh, like, as a, like, if I was to raise children in the, the current year, that child would have the very smallest scope of access to the internet possible. Like, I would, even so far as, like, I, because I have the knowledge, I could block ports. I could say, guess what, kid? I'll give you access to any game you want, but I'm going to block every multiplayer server uh, port available for you. <laughs> so you can't even get to the internet using your games. You want to play Overwatch? I hope you like playing against bots, because you can't even connect. Like, <laughs> like You will reach the... an unreasonably <laughs> old age still thinking you're good at Age of Empires without being crushed <laughs> by real players. Yeah, but but like but it, I can do that. I, no, there, Counter Strike so will easy. crush you with a bot's fucking auto aim and cheat. The new one, yeah. don't, the no, new the ones don't. The, the old ones would. They I made the mistake having not having known nothing about online multiplayer really at the time, but just that people talked about Counter Strike a lot and thought it was good. I bought it on the oh, Xbox they would cheat so much? back as a kid, and oh no. It, I literally played one match and then never played it again because it's unplayable. Yes. The random fucking yeah, boss imagine. just stand there and instant headshot you the moment you walk into a room. It's like it's not even a game. What the fuck? I wonder if they made it for mouse users. They made it for uh, not what? people. Counter -Strike? <laughs> the Counter-Strike versus yeah, you bots can use on a mouse console. On the Xbox. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think the I think the Valve box was made as kind of like a hey, we have some really popular games. Let's like make some money on consoles real quick. Um, so I don't I don't I don't know if there's actually like effort put into optimizing Counter Strike bots for console players. I think it was just I hey, how can you get this game there onto the been. Xbox? They were selling it. <laughs> I just going back to to the access of the internet to kids it's uh, <laughs> I think it's it's easy to blame individual parents for just being bad parents because there's no two ways around it as well if you're just letting your kid have unlimited access to the internet from an early age yeah you're a bad parent but the the problem is that it the it's so alluring you know oh yeah cuz being a parent sounds fucking exhausting all the time yeah, can you imagine having to having to watch all of the videos that your kid is gonna watch and then having make a, a playlist dog or whatever? Seems like too much to me. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> whenever, exactly. whenever my household all wants to go somewhere together and it's not just like a day trip, there's the question of like, what happens to the four dogs that will just shit themselves and starve if they aren't being taken care of over the course of the weekend? Like, because they're just idiots. The, the, the difference between dogs <laughs> and, and children is that children grow up. <laughs> but dogs are still yeah. like a lower... Their dogs are like a lower consequence, lower like difficulty thing overall, and it's still like, what a fucking pain! This life, this life form is fucking dependent on you all the time for like a decade, and for children it's like two decades. <laughs> I'm like, that's it's too fucking much. The fuck? How does I anyone have? Age, how does, how does anyone have kids? I think from the age of like thirteen or fourteen, thing, uh, it it just it probably slows down a little. It, it becomes it new, just, different stresses. Yeah, yeah, but it's in terms of like the control that you have to have of on a thirteen-year-old. I think that the age is probably more, you know, for a minimum age for YouTube, it's probably more or less around where it should be. Uh, maybe fourteen would probably be a better one, but I don't know. Kids, kids are are grown by the age of twelve a lot. So, um, you know, when I say grown, I mean capable of having a, a personality. Yeah, you're not, you're not and, worried and about tastes. them dying from moment to moment. <laughs> yeah, the way that you are the I mean, entire still, like first still decade. Bang their head for for stupid reasons, but just on a content experience thing like even i think even um even a lot of the young uh young adult uh, uh, fiction that exists is conscious of that of the aspect that kids st uh, at the age when they become teenagers they just sort of start purposely going away from what their parents have been teaching them all their lives and all that and obviously the, like there's the stereotypes of, of the rebellious teenager and all that but you know it, it, from a it, stereotypes don't actually matter if it, if they don't apply, and I think, but I think in specifically they, in regards to content consumption, I think after the age of twelve, you probably or 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 thirteen, you probably as a parent probably don't don't need to worry as much. It's just about creating the habits of being capable of watching and and reading and viewing and all the th and playing things with a critical mind. I remember my dad when uh, when I was a kid. Anytime there was a, he still does that every once in a while. He's just he's a silly he's a silly goose. But um, like when in silly movies, whenever goose. there were, <laughs> whenever whenever uh, in movies the, there would be a, a more incredulous scene of somebody jumping off the sky, sky riser or like a car chase or whatever, he would just just exclaim, uh, like he'd be watching the movie with us or whatever, uh, and he would just exclaim, "Oh, they're lying so much with that!" And I think that comes from the preoccupation. Yeah, I this think movie is from liars. The yeah, it's he, he said. Uh, the, I don't think the what he says specifically translates very well, but it, it it's more or less that. Um, but I think that comes from the preoccupation that it's important for a kid to know what is fiction and what is not. And when it comes to that's why ads are so damaging to kids because they cannot. And so when I say damaging, another word for it is effective against kids or on kids is because kids just can't tell that somebody is trying to sell them things. And if you, yeah, and if you yeah. make an ad for, for kids, they just cannot tell. It's not something that they're equipped with, like mentally. It's, it's, you A lot of children's most formative, like art moments, like media growing up was a fucking toy line getting like outdated and then wanting to kill off those characters to replace with another toy line and everyone's like oh my god i've, I've been traumatized <laughs> since i was eight when optimus died and it's like they were never meant to matter they were just fucking products and they were like ah break these toys so we can put new toys out 
Yeah. It's a it was a commercial <laughs> and they were like we didn't know I this mean, was going to like affect people like this. Oh fuck. We didn't Yeah, you weren't taking it very no, seriously, were affect. you, you fuckers? <laughs> oh, that that the death, right? The death that they didn't expect. Like the the uh, to yeah, the, the people that made the movie weren't expecting it to like affect people the way it did because they were just cynically fucking replacing a toy line with another toy line. Yep. It's the I don't know. That what what do you I, it's funny what? to even believe that there is like television at its core has to be marketable it's like always operating on a net negative like you it, you have to be there has to be some amount of advertisement at all times like even even when you see stuff that's like commercial free it says sponsored by it's it's telling you it's a commercial but just one long commercial like mm -hmm. it's there there is no like when you have when you have co media content being sent to you so any kind of entertainment being sent to you of some kind whether the movies music on the radio or tv or internet it has to be with the addition of a giant fat anchor of ads it has to you cannot have anything but, else like it, but the thing it doesn't is, work i don't think you're right though like, it if has you, to be in the world of today, it has, but, so, it, like, hypothetically. So for, context, so, for context, I pay $13 for a movie ticket. I go, I, I go sit down in my seat to watch a movie, and I am inundated with at least six advertisements before I can watch a fucking movie I paid for. I paid full price for this movie. Like, why am I watching ads in front of a movie? The movie doesn't itself doesn't have ads. Thank God. But, yeah. like... Like on but some level, of, on some level, there's the aspect some, of like, oh, look, do. it's some other movies. Isn't this fun? And it's like, to some extent, I'm like, oh, I like seeing ads about other movies because it's like I'm here to see movies and I would like to know about other movies. Oh, but but that is not what the experience of seeing a movie no. is. They'll be like Coke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, wrong. And I'm like wrong. Like if I'm seeing a Marvel <laughs> movie, I might want to see that other Marvel movies are coming out. I don't want an, an ad for Coke. <laughs> What the fuck? I don't want to see like what is it? What was like, the one that I got really sick of seeing was like One Direction's ad that had like some sports guy and it was like a Pepsi commercial. It's like a three-way ad for three things I don't want and are not the movie. I'm I'm like I'm, I'm here to watch the Green Room. None of these yeah. are the Green Room. None of these the are other thrillers I bad. might like if I like Green Room. It's like <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Like, yeah, I went to go watch a horror movie, and right before it started, so it did, like, here's a commercial for Coke. Here's some yeah. movies you want to watch. Here's a commercial for Coke. Time for the movie. And I'm like, the tone I you just it. set is so fucking awful, and I don't want to be here. And, like, it's just, and again, it's baffling. Like, because, you you know, again, you're on the radio. It's a f technically free. Like, you just you buy a fucking radio at Goodwill for a dollar and turn it on, and you have access to the radio. And 90% of the time you turn to a radio station, it's going to be ads. Like, you're just going to turn oh, it on. Yeah. It's going to be ads at some point. You just have to wait for it to go one away. One of the primary, and, yeah, ad, radio, like, one yeah. of the primary, like, selling points that a dying station will constantly beat you over the head over is how little, how much time there is between the ad breaks. Like, wow, it's incredible. Aren't we your favorite station now? There's fewer ads. That's the yeah. selling point. Is it's uh, less annoying yeah. than other stations. Yeah, it's just it's it's everything. Every type of media has ads on it, and it has to be 
sent to like people have to see those ads that's the entire presumption here is that everybody has to look at ads in their lifetime which is like some weird a lot indentured obligation that i never signed up for i never asked for but i have to if i want to have you don't have to though how do you get entertainment without not all the time not like for example not all the time like specific obviously you have to to function in a lot of in a lot of scenarios for sure but like for example spotify i for a long time i would consider uh, i was considering getting a subscription to spotify i knew how the service worked in terms of ad free or not ad free but uh, a free free account the limitations and all that but really what 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 made me not want to have the free version and want to pay for the premium uh, version was the ads because you can't you know it's just it's terrible it's a terrible experience um but God, what service was price... it was it like hulu that would like still serve you ads during one, in one of their premium services that you were paying for yeah so you there's, to pay there's even hulu, more to not hulu have free. ads and you're like what the uh, fuck i'm paying you yeah there's hulu yeah. free there's hulu premium and there's hulu premium without ads so I the premium it. just gives you access to like specific shows like Basically, Hulu Premium gives you access to television channel shows that you would otherwise have to pay for that television channel's own stupid subscription service for. And that way you can watch those without having to pay for those. But they have to make that money somehow, so you have to get ads with it. Uh, But but if you pay for the no ads version, you get to watch everything without ads, except for the beginning of the fucking content will still tell you if there's goddamn like a show's coming back on the air. It'll still tell you, like, hey, yeah. you're watching this. It's coming back in August. And you're mm-hmm. like, I didn't ask you they about that, did I? Did I fucking ask <laughs> you? No, stop advertising to me. I paid you money. <laughs> like, what is the transaction <laughs> I don't, I don't here? think I've ever fully recovered from the experience of watching the entirety of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood on YouTube, where every single episode had two <laughs> ad breaks. That was the same Cracker commercial every time. Uh, no variation. It was I, literally, I literally just the same commercial every time for the entire 50 episodes. I, wow. I did that for, uh, what was it? I was watching, I was watching did that Hulu. for Elf and Lied, I think. I, yeah, El- I was Elf trying to watch YouTube. Hulu uh, for that. Elf and Leeds, yeah. I was trying to watch something on Hulu, and I remember uh, after it gave me a car, the same car commercial the third time in a row, I like my only option was to steal the video. Like, I had to just <laughs> steal it. I couldn't watch it. I was like, I can't. I literally, my options are either pay money to watch this one piece of media f- without ads, or it would take less time to go steal it and then watch it without any ads at all. And I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, and I looked at, you know, you can look at the bar and it tells you how many ads you're going to get at what times the ads are going to be. <laughs> and there were still four more ads left. I was like, if it's another car commercial, I will fucking kill myself. I have to go. I it have was. to do anything it else. It would have been, I don't know. Cause I fucking yeah. left. Like I, I just didn't want anything to do with it. It's- and, and you can't report them. Like, I wish you could just report an ad and be like, no, 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 please don't. If you show this to me again, this will cause me severe distress and I will die. Please don't show me this ad again. <laughs> I will like, literally I just, die. I just do not yeah. want to see. I hate car commercials. I fucking hate car commercials. They are voidless, emptyless, soulless fucking commercials. Just people doing things are. that aren't driving in a car. Because why the fuck would you show that? That's so boring. It's so boring to watch someone drive a fucking car. And then it's like, I mean, the, funny, the funniest thing about car okay, commercials why? is that they're <laughs> fucking CG. They're not even real people that, driving in cars. That's all- 
also <laughs> another problem but it's just like <laughs> like every time you watch a car commercial it's somebody like doing something with a car in the background where it's like it's oh, the identity. we went on this we family trip with each other before. and we're gonna have a good life together thank god this car brought us to the hills and it's like, it's it's the it's what i was talking about before in the other uh podcast is that they don't sell you the product they sell you the identity yeah like so country buy... music boys around here <laughs> drinking their ice cold beer talking about girls talking about trucks chew tobacco chew tobacco chew tobacco spit dirt roads list of other things that you should have as a personality <laughs> it's con yeah country music is just an advertisement <laughs> for a lifestyle and it's, it's like, not it's interesting like, i'll never get over the fact that that motherfucking blake shelton's the american idol guy he's like the least country person on the fucking planet and he fucking made a song that's just like a checklist of like what he thinks country people are like and it worked it's really fucking yeah. popular and it's just like it's just a fucking list I'll never get it over with. Yeah. The chorus for the boys around here drinking that ice cold beer, talking about girls, talking about trucks, running them deep red, running them red dirt roads out, kicking up dust. The boys around here sending up a prayer to the man upstairs. Backwoods legit. Don't talk no shit. Chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, spit. This is music. It's just a fucking car commercial. It's just a fucking it's like cynical, yeah. it's that fucking meme of yeah. like fucking here's your California folk folk punk starter kit. Here's all the clothing you're supposed to wear <laughs> if this is your personality. Like that's just the song, and it's written by someone who yeah. absolutely does not live that life. He he googled it, <laughs> and then he went I mean, back yeah, to his lives. fucking he's high rise apartment where that he goes to home to when he's done hosting American Idol. Yeah, it's, it's so uh, fucking cynical. But just just to go back to the, it's the indistinguishable from the parody that Bo Burnham made. I think that's why he made it. Yeah, you literally can't. Just, neither of them sound like more parody than the other. Uh, just to go back to the Spotify thing, uh, is that you need to have an aversion to ads and to what they represent and how they and how they work to actually care because. Um, the vast majority of the people doesn't doesn't care. They listen to the radio and it has ads. That's part of the experience. They go to the cinema and it has ads. That's part of the experience. And YouTube, whatever, it's all the same. But but engendering that that um, engendering that that repulsion towards ads goes against every single platform that runs on ads on online. So they're never going to do that for you. It needs. But it I needs mean, to even, come from even Spotify, but, when you pay for it, has ads. You just don't does? realize. Yes. Guess what? Oh, what when you, you open the open your if you open Spotify right now, how many of those songs are songs that you chose? <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah, that's it's that's, that's my it's point. It's always that's where advertising. I, I don't want that. Just that's I, where I my just story was want going. the songs that Hello, I chose. Hello, fellow YouTubers. I, can I interest you in some talk shows? Yeah, like again here, like <laughs> you open my, YouTube's my front was page. Going. And I pay for YouTube Premium. I open YouTube, and it's full of pages I didn't fucking ask for. Can you just show me the things that I want to see? I will make the decision on what I want to watch. It's, not you, yeah. not anybody yeah. else, not a fucking robot, nothing. I will decide. I will go and I will search the things I want to see. I don't want to click on the things that it tells me to click on because it fucking is an ad and I don't want it to like, it's... But just to, just to finish the story, because my story was sort of going towards the, Sorry, that go, in regards to it. the suggested <laughs> content, is I, I made the, I had to make a, 
like a, a a conscious decision on whether I would spend ten bucks or fifteen or whatever, however much premium Spotify is per month on on the a, a product. I listen to a lot of music, or I listen to music a lot. That's that's the better thing. And I had to consider how I consume music personally and what music do I already own to know if it is a good financial decision. And it isn't. It, for me, it wasn't. I, I, I buy like a hundred bucks at most a year of music and I buy albums and I, I rip them and I have my library and it's all kept tidy. I have actually been buying le uh, less music the last few years because, um, you know, just that's just how it goes. And and I and and that's just something that I own or legally own if you if you want to look at it that way, and it's something that in fifty years hopefully I'll have my playlists and I'll have my music and I won't have to be paying Spotify for the rest of my life. So that that sort of dips into the how bad subscriptions are as well. But it's also part of like that that just I do not want to have ads in my media consumption and I consider paying for a service like Spotify Premium. And of course, eventually I didn't. But if if people don't build that repulsion towards ads and people then distrust themselves, nobody's going to help them. And and so for teaching kids that, it's the same thing. Kids that grow up with ads, I don't, I don't see how they will ever become like me and Andrew and Keith, I suppose. Keith didn't tell any story about dying of a car com commercial dying of a car commercial <laughs> it's it's just about but you have to you, again this goes back to like people there's the expectation that someone's going to regulate for you someone will make sure that your children are protected for you and it's like well yeah but you also got to like tell them you have to tell a child to not like ads I mean, that's and that's what I was so cynical you know, when, about reagan era cartoons was that they were this they were ads that were supposed to get you emotionally invested so that not only would you be susceptible to the ads, but you would like emotionally defend the ads and your right to watch them and so on. Yeah. Like it became, it becomes yeah. an ad fandom. It's like the most, it's like they've reached their final form. I mean, gross. The, the Super Bowl thing ads is still that. It, I, I hear people talk about the Super Bowl more in the context of whatever mid, mid game show is than the game itself. Oh, yeah, I think it's because always, football is yeah. actually kind of boring and there are fewer football fans than there are people that just want to go to a party. And so um. the ads are like <laughs> more of the highlight than the part where they look at a big green field and people go left and then sometimes right. Mm. Yeah. God, imagine sense. like, imagine watching a sport. Do you have no stakes in? <laughs> That's every time I've watched getting... a sport. Yeah, like imagine, but I'm saying like, imagine you're watching a game you have no ability to control or have stakes in, but you're expected to be emotionally invested in the failures or the success of someone else. And they're doing so a thing. invested. And they're so invested, but to a point that's like kind of alarming where someone can get like their entire day could be ruined by someone else's like yeah. job, which is it's weird. Like if I, if some guy like down the street didn't like do a very good job at ringing up my order, uh, I wouldn't, I don't think it would like be as destructive to my life as a bad soccer match. It's like this like weird is. parasocial <laughs> aspect where you get completely invested in these people that don't know you exist it's, and what happens in their the life identity. affects your life. And you're you know, a you could, fan or you're you could, a, a whatever the other ones is. You, I guess you could argue Let's Play is kind of like that where you get oh, in, yeah. invested into watching someone else do something. But I, again, I, I don't think it's healthy to be to have your emotional state tied 
to I don't think it's the same. The decisions of somebody else. Like that's I mean, not really I don't, healthy. I hope nobody's <laughs> that emotionally invested in whether or not I make a jump are. in Metroid. <laughs> If you go, if you look at your mm. comments, people get mad at you for not knowing where things are. Get mad at you for missing stuff or like, I don't know, not liking a thing. And it's like, why, why, why yeah, does the it liking matter? The thing, the liking I, the thing is more related to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, oh no. There, a, lot, there's uh, different dynamics, a lot of though. a lot of the reason why a lot of YouTubers don't really want to listen to you when you ask them to like. What go look, go engage with this media and give me your opinion of it. I want to hear your takes or whatever. It's like 80% of the time you just want us to say what you already think back at you in a way that makes you feel more authoritative because I repeated your opinions back at you. And that's why most people don't actually aren't receptive. They're not really receptive to that idea and don't really want to do that. So like they don't really want to take your recommendations yeah. because your 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 input is only valued when it's used when it can reinforce what people already think about a thing, basically. And that's just not a fun game to play. <laughs> well, unfortunately, there are such things as absolutes in this world, and the absolute reality is that sports is boring. Um, it's an incredibly <laughs> boring thing, mm -hmm. and to argue about that is to argue against the like the actual reality of life. Uh, you can't, think... you cannot change that. It's not like, it's it's like gravity. You're not going to be able to like stop gravity. Uh, it's a thing, and it will always exist. And sports will always be boring. You can pretend like boring, it's not. Though. It's it's very boring. It's very boring. It, you have no weight to it. You have no stakes to it. You have no involvement to it. But, anything that happens means literally fucking nothing to think, anything. Like think of of things like, uh, I don't know, uh, synchronized uh, gymnastics or whatever. Something that is okay. like readily spectacular to watch, right? Because you can right. observe somebody being very good at their craft, and it's you know you you if you get a little bit into it, you can understand the scoring system, and and that's it. And you can have a good time watching something, and. Uh, to a bigger or lesser extent, all sports are like that. Some sports are going to be more boring than others because either because they are, you know, two different people naturally, but either because they are more tactical or maybe they're just more repetitive uh, or they just don't appeal to you or maybe they make too much noise. But at the fundamental level, I think that's uh, that's why I'm I was saying that I think you were coming from from uh, coming at it from a wrong approach, which is the the stakes approach. That's the fan approach. That's why that's the identity bit. That's why people get upset about sports is because of their of that obsession with with the with the results. It isn't necessarily with the game itself, and that happens a lot with with the soccer here. Um, and uh, I, I imagine it's the same with uh, football or baseball or whatever uh, whatever state you are or basketball. Those would be the three in the U.S. Right? Uh, but I, I, I imagine it happens a lot there. Uh, because uh, for the same reasons because you just sort of build a community and an identity around being a fan of a certain team and it isn't so much that they oh man that pass was really cool or that goal was like all amazing or this record was broken or this guy this new guy is promising whatever uh a lot of it doesn't come from the minutia of the game it comes from the results and I think that's why you're saying it's boring because if you if you come at it if you look at it from from a results perspective then yeah it is boring <laughs> it's super boring and the only reason people keep watching and keep being invested in sports tends to be because it's basically like a cult it's it's just it's it's fun it's like cultivated to make you ingrained into the spirit of a club 
Yeah, and, I was um, I was gonna say sports always to me from an outside perspective felt like a weird religion. Like your parents told yeah. you you had to like the sports team because that's the thing to do. <laughs> like that's really you bad. come from this state, you have to like this team, wow. or like you're you know you're a, an American, you gotta love the baseball. And no, I don't, and I never will, and no one actually should. In a grand scheme, like it's kind of a a useless pastime but it's fine it's entertainment you can enjoy whatever entertainment you want but like your emotional investment into it is kind of concerning and a little bit silly like you should kind of just take a step back it doesn't actually fucking matter if your team won or lost it, do- it doesn't it doesn't sounds, matter because next that sounds year a lot worse than what happens here to be honest because next year your team's gonna you. do the exact th- they do like i like growing up i like every every holiday uh, there's always a football game on the television. And it's like, it has to, it, how it's always been every year for as long as I can remember. And everyone in my family is a fan of a specific football team because everybody, it just, I'm that's rude if I check been. my phone, but and, everyone else can't be torn away from a fucking sports show. Yeah. <laughs> and so like it, it it's isn't fine even because happening live, I've, probably. I've learned the best Ooh. way to get, at, so I've learned the best way to get out of this is to ask, really stupid questions on a very annoying level so like anytime someone like someone does a like a timeout why are they doing a timeout this fucking pathetic they can't do the ball anymore come on play the fucking game you get millions of dollars what are they waiting for come on man it's live this isn't the time to do practice shit do practice shit when you're practicing why are you stopping the game play the game now people immediately go like please leave I don't want you near my sports ball. You're ruining it for me. <laughs> that is and a you great threat. I do that a lot as well. You, yes. All you have to do is make it so unpleasant for other people to watch sports around you that they won't expect you to watch sports around you around them anymore. <laughs> and that's the key to getting out of the cult. You just have to be the worst possible person to watch this thing with other people. And like again, religion is the same way. If you're part of a religious family and you want to get out of it, you need to be as obnoxiously curious as possible. Like, why wouldn't Jesus ride around dinosaurs? If God can just make dinosaurs, why wouldn't everyone ride around dinosaurs? Dinosaurs are fucking awesome, dude. You could eat all of the infidels with dinosaurs. Just make fucking dinosaurs. What kind of goddamn deity would not have dinosaurs (laughs) in the same fucking world as humans? I don't believe a God could exist without dinosaurs. Like, come on, man. Like, that's not possible. (laughs) And, like, eventually someone's going to go, look, you're, you're being an ass, and I don't want you near me anymore. Please leave. And that's it. You get you get a free out. Someone will kick you out of the religion you don't want to be a part of. of Andrew, like, it's the name of Andrew's biography. Yeah, just just ask <laughs> stupid questions. That's the name of the biography, and you can get out of most things by doing it. Just, it does remind me of it. like the time that I like I was just kind of stuck watching reality TV with people, and I was just noticing all the ways the show was lying and yes. pointing that out. Ooh. And they didn't like that. <laughs> I, re- I learned yeah. real yeah. fast that they didn't like me noticing all the ways that the show was clearly lying because there was just so many ways. It's so like it's so blatant. It, yeah, yeah. The uh, the this, the deception and manipulation in reality TV is so nakedly obvious that it's like wrestling where you just have to be choosing to buy into it actively the entire time in order to be invested. Because like. I don't even have like a history of watching reality TV. I was not like a sophisticated eye or whatever. I was just but like, that's what gives oh, yeah, you the power, that's, though. It's just lying. This show's just that's fucking why, full of shit. That's why you yeah. can see it. 
because you don't have and the history. I'm like, I'm like, you guys, and there's the question like, do they not notice this shit, or are they just like willfully no, ignore it because they just Willful. want yeah. to like the thing or whatever? Like I'll always, I've I've told the story before, but I'll always never, I'll never get over the fucking. Uh, some sort of show that was like a fucking was it storage i don't think it was storage wars i think it was like fucking pawn stars or some shit one of those kinds of like the va the value of whatever the fuck random shit we put on the screen that we contrive reasons to find it or whatever uh some guy found out about like a lot that there was a story that somebody buried a motorcycle in there or something it's like what well, this is really contrived yeah. and like what the fuck and they go digging it up, and they keep digging digger. I'm like, oh no! They keep digging deeper and deeper, and they're finding pieces of a car instead. It's like, no, they're not the. We're not getting the rare motorcycle that we were supposed to find. And then they cut to commercial break while forcing drama about the stakes of the situation, which they <laughs> themselves probably planted to begin with. Uh, and after the commercial break, the fucking hole is shallower like way shallower like they were starting over and the camera was at a different angle and and after the commercial break they're like oh we're finding the motorcycle wow fantastic this is great oh it's everything we hoped it would be and you could just see that the whole time they were defining both of them and putting them in two separate piles at two different camera angles and it was the same hole like there was no the drama was added afterwards via a bunch of close-ups and like and mm -hmm. like uh and insert shots that that try to in, in create the idea that this is happening or like i think about like uh what ego raptor was on the tester back in the day like season yeah. three of the tester and he the entire viewership of the entire show was basically just fans of him watching the show to the point where you can really obviously watch the viewership drop the moment he gets he voted off of the show or whatever and uh he, whenever he, every now and then he'll talk about his experience on that show and how like the dynamic was completely different in the like in the room than it was in the editing so like it just sort of created a bunch of drama and that everyone was so mad at each other and hated each other and all this other shit was happening <laughs> and, and like none of that was there when they were there and they just sort of make it all up this yeah, entire this entire shows I mean, are just completely fabricated it's so but, weird but that goes and so it brings back to like this is how ads work ads work on the premise that you don't ask questions and the shows are ads consume yeah and so <laughs> like like you can watch yeah. an advertisement and if you start asking questions the ads start seeming a little bit less sensical like if you watch antidepressant ads they're not very good they're like very confusing about like isn't your world like this it could be like this take these drugs and you go like what <laughs> what that's, so that's not how that's Jesus not how Christ. anything i mean that's what it is you just have these like you basically have this little sad looking animated cartoon character and they're like oh man life is so rough i can't keep living and then it like oh but if you took blah 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 your life will turn into this and it like colors the world and there's butterflies and nature and people happy and like they're smiling like oh maybe i could give it another day and i can go and do things with my friends and like all Turn you have to your do schindler's is just list life into a disney movie yeah and it's like all you got to do wow, is go talk to your color. doctor ask him about this thing and blah 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 and you're like wait shouldn't my doctor tell me if i need this like wouldn't they be the one that knows about that why would i need to know about a specific drug like what is the value of me knowing the name of a specific drug even if like that may not be exactly my problem because sure my life might be sad but maybe it's not that sad should i still ask my doctor about my life not being 
that bright and colorful? Like, what is the value of like? <laughs> Why do what we is need the butterflies? Point? Yeah, mm-hmm. what's the point at which my life needs to be that vibrant? Like, am I not taking drugs? Do I need to be taking like LSD to have that kind of a vibrant cartoon life? Or like, what happened here to make yeah, that, this that is distance? its own flavor of concerning? Is just the idea that prescription drugs are advertised directly to the people that they prescribe to as opposed to like being like recommended by doctors because they're actually relevant like you're not really well, yeah, the person that it's should illegal, be making it's illegal that to choice do that here in europe it's well illegal okay to do that in it's europe technically it illegal it's illegal here but with the caveat that you cannot tell people that they need it you can only t- you cannot advertise That's it as the, something the that anybody can get. You have to advertise <laughs> it as a suggestion. Like, oh, are you happening to feel like this? Then maybe you should ask your doctor, a professional, if that's this particular drug works. would be good yep that's that's it you cannot make an advertisement they, that says are you depressed take my medication and you will feel better because you can't do that only a doctor do can recommend purpose, medication though. that's like the I, silliest caveat well, it's yes, not like uh, can... of course it is that's that again if you watch a cartoon network on if you watch an american cartoon channel and you look at the advertisements on that american cartoon channel they are very specifically not saying that uh this thing is going to make your life better to the children but they sure as fuck show that everyone's life is better with that specific thing and like that's the thing is like you can't directly advertise you cannot you cannot manipulate children into thinking that a product will benefit them uh, consume prilosec yeah like but and obviously they're like yeah kids can't watch like prilosec commercials because that's not uh you're not that's not you're, you're not gonna get much money from kids in prilosec but the uh, but like it's it, uh, the rules for advertisement are basically don't be scummy is the entire rules for it. Don't snake oil. And then they on are TV. scummy. But so they just say like, OK, I won't outwardly snake oil, but I'm going to sure as fuck sneaky snake oil. And, you know, they can do that because like, yeah, obviously your doctor can recommend you go get a prescription pill if you ask them to, I guess. And most doctors aren't going to like argue with you unless it's literally a hazard to your health like if you show up and you're like hey i want you to give me morphine they're gonna be like no <laughs> like i'm not gonna <laughs> do that for you but you know if you come up you're like i'm feeling bummer doctor can you give me some like uh, medication they're like yeah i don't i don't know names of drugs man I have I don't no watch idea. Ads. Uh, there's but, no ads of any of that here in europe I, at least here in portugal like you just yeah. don't hear about names of prescription drugs on Which anywhere is- which is good. I, it's probably it a benefit is, to society is. that you don't of know course. about the drugs that uh, you don't know like about drugs on a yeah, constant you don't basis. Have an op- you don't I, we like, don't have an opioid crisis like the U.S. does. Uh, opioid crisis is a different thing. They weren't advertising opioids on the television. It was doctors giving opioids. It was doctors because they were doing it. Money. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But still, uh, the pharmaceutical companies are is different. The hold that they have on the different markets, it's very different. Well, remember, in America, anything is advertisable anything mm-hmm. you can make yeah. you can sell anything in uh, on in in the u.s as long as you follow some very specific rules but, very shabby uh, rules that are easy to follow well you can't make it too constrictive because then you're hurting the free market but that's can't the do that. but think of, but, of so, our Dolores so, Day. uh to to take a, a a nice time machine back and back and back this is the root cause of basically why OnlyFans has had its giant exodus. And the, the topic in question at hand was very topical because 
unintentionally asking this question and answering it at a time much later has created a very relevant conversation about the fact that uh, selling sexy times is not uh, a very profitable business anymore in the current era, um, at least not in the open sense. And so, no, probably no one's going to be making OnlyFans now. They're going to go jump somewhere else and go make something other fan or something, something, something. But, yeah. Fansly or just fans. I don't know. There's a hundred of them. There's a, there's a for, every, them. for every one head is... of a Hydra you kill, three more pop up, and eventually you'll just have to accept uh, naked ladies in your internet feed, and it we'll is... just all move on. It is worth pointing out uh, that OnlyFans did not ban nudity, which is still no, pornography. They banned pornography. Uh, yeah, but no, no, they didn't. They banned sexual acts. Which is, uh, which is, I mean, I don't, I don't consider a naked person pornography. Yeah, well, uh, that's, I, if, if that's, that's the fair. case, then that's, I would say that there's a, there's a lot of uh, morticians that need to change their career uh, paperwork. <laughs> that's fair. I understand are, what you mean. But like yeah. for, for pinup actresses and actors, uh, anything that, even if it's racy or if it's nudity, like they will still continue to be able to, as far as I understand it anyway. They will still yes. be able to continue operating uh, on OnlyFans, but that doesn't uh, mean that it's not a terribly awful move by the company to, in regard in in relation to the community of creators that are that sustain the company. Because don't don't forget OnlyFans, the people who own it or the sh stakeholders or whatever, they only get money because of everybody that is a creator working in their platform. So oh, yeah, for them to act like this towards them, it is super shitty. And yeah, there's there's reasons behind uh behind it for I think it's specifically in regards to Mastercard I think or Ma which Correct. one is the one is it Master uh, Mastercard it's ma yeah Mastercard uh, Mastercard rules are that companies must uh keep a stringent verification paperwork of all content mm -hmm. creators and content created on their platform to ensure that if they just knock Monetize on your door one day yeah. and say hey is this like child porn and someone yeah. can go. No, and I like, can prove that it's not. Here's a, a bunch of paperwork, and it was verified yeah. by humans. Like even, and, yeah. And the thing is, even the rules that they are now imposing or or changing, it all sounds. And if you go through it, it, it it's all very reasonable and normal. Um, it's just that the 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 one sided aspect of it, and, and the obviously it is one sided because you know OnlyFans isn't owned by the creators; it is owned by people uh, with money. The but the one-sided aspect of it is 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 what really struck the com the community of creators, and uh, and I think I, I think even people who don't do uh, sex on OnlyFans will eventually just sort of migrate. I I don't know maybe I th I see a lot of uh, solidarity behind behind the behind OnlyFans creators because the thing is yeah. it's a it's a at the end of the day it's a niche community, even though it is such a famous thing it's it's. Uh, it's famous, but it is a niche, like oh, the creators, it, it's not like YouTube. Like it maybe is like YouTube back in 2011 or 2012, where it was easier for everybody to sort of know each other or anybody with, you know, a bigger audience. But now these days, nobody knows anything, you know, and when I'm talking about YouTubers specifically, not the viewers, naturally, the viewers know what they know. I'm talking like, there's no community of YouTubers. There's nothing like that. But for only fansers or whatever they would be. I get the impression that there is. So I, I don't know. I could see, I, I, can, I can see a sort of a, just a, a natural exodus 
over time towards another platform. Yeah, because I mean, there it's yeah. it's that's how it's always been. You have like Backpage gets shut down and they just flutter off. You know, it's like a kick uh, like kicking a dumpster and the rats just run away to the next dumpster. It's the same thing. Everyone does that when you when you take a place, a community that people have, and you just shake it and break it apart. Yeah. Most of the people will just run away and go find a new place to build a community at, and that's yeah. fine. Uh, but so the, the you, story I, I, was that Mastercard won't support transactions or something, right? No, so Mastercard yeah, more or less. will Mastercard will continue supporting. They they have no issues support like they just you have know, new rules. A, yeah, they have rules about uh about transactions regarding sexual like any sexual nature transaction. So basically the idea the whole idea here is they're trying to curtail their money being used to fund abuse and uh exploitation. And so the easiest way to do that is to just say all right, well, if we think a, a transaction is suspicious or a, the F, you know, like whoever is in charge of that FBI, I don't know, whoever whoever comes knocking on people's door about uh owning some explicit images. Whoever comes and knocks on the door, a Mastercard and says uh, hello, uh, we see that someone bought this particular thing from here. Can you prove to us that you didn't just fund uh, exploitation? And they can go, why, yes, give us a second. Ring, ring. Hello, OnlyFans. Uh, this person uh, made content that was purchased by this guy who was a uh, unsavory fellow. Can you prove that this content that was purchased is not, you know, exploitative? And OnlyFans should be able to say, ah, yes, that's blah, blah, blah. Here's their, I have paperwork proving that they are an adult. They're consenting, the blah, blah, blah. Here you go. And they can, then MasterCard takes that and gives it the FBI and says, see, I didn't fund bad stuff. And the FBI goes, eh, fuck, goodbye. And they just leave. Uh, so, so it has to less do, to do with like puritanically trying to eradicate porn and more to do with the fact that these are like websites you can just upload shit to and it would like lo yes. low moderation. Yeah. And that means that yes. it, could, it could potentially be because they can be responsible for like everything uploaded to that site. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so, be, and this is the same, this was the it's exact like same Al I, videos on YouTube. Exactly that. Yeah. And so MasterCard just says, I don't want to support that. It's my money. Anyways, I get to decide how my money's spent. Uh, it's my money being spent on this stuff. I don't think it, I don't want to spend money on this anymore. So if you, if you money will be spent on these channels, then it must have a verification process that I can call at any time and get, validation for and so only fans have decided that that's too much to ask they are not going to invest the necessary infrastructure to do that kind of verification process and have that kind of paperwork to support it but like uh one that colonel suggested fansly has decided to accept that amount of uh, uh workload they verify every creator that goes on their platform they get you know like they just get verification to make sure they're an adult they're a consenting adult any content that's made on their channel they are you know basically liable to agree to that blah 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 um and uh yeah and so that's just that's the difference only fans just said nope we don't want to invest in that and someone else did and so they'll just move on there and they can still accept mastercard and everything will be okay and so mastercard can go back next day and change the rules and that's fine but uh for now that's really the only crux here. MasterCard isn't some puritanical prudish asshole trying to destroy porn. They just no, have they're just evil capitalists, but still. Well, yeah, but they have decided that the money, their money, is not going to be spent in a particular way, and they have every right to do that. It's their yeah, money. Yeah, that's why like, I was. 
That's they, why I, I was know. saying, like, if you go through the details, it all sounds amazing. And it is. It's all rules that everybody has, even. Uh, it's just that the problem, the problem, I think the biggest issue, and I may be wrong here, so feel free to disagree uh, uh, all the time, but here as well, um, is that for a bigger company, and this happens on YouTube as well, for a bigger company, and, and OnlyFans is a big company, uh, certainly after uh, the, the explosive boom over the last couple of years, um, it is a lot more, it's not that it's more expensive for them to have the, the, uh, the sort of um, safeguards and processes that have to be made for, uh, to make sure that everything is a-okay. It's not that it's more expensive for them, it is, you know, per video or per material. It's just that it's a lot more of a cut on their profit. And so for them, uh, it's it, it, it it's like YouTube, all of a sudden, if you tell YouTube that they're going to lose 2% of their revenue, they're going to be like, no, we're not going to do that. But for a small company, it's not quite the same because the numbers are just different. The, well, you know, it, it, it again, it also helps that like these are rules being added to a platform that has already existed. So like fans, for example, But it's also being added to has, other platforms. Well, yes, but like Fansly, for example, has existed prior to OnlyFans, and they've always yeah. had this process of verification. And so oh, now, they did. as oh, all, I see, yes, and so now as all yeah. these people sh start showing up to get verified or whatever, um, mm -hmm. they have they have it's easier for them because now they have a funnel, so they can say like, yeah, okay, yeah. we're only we're only approving this many accounts at a certain time, and as we approve them, they get verified. But no one can just join and start posting immediately. OnlyFans is not like that. You can join right now. I can go make an OnlyFans for my fucking, uh, I don't know, for my water bottle. They probably and, are. Do uh, it. And I can go and start sending saucy pics of my water bottle covered in all different types of liquid. And, uh, <laughs> and I can do that right now without any kind of... Uh, without saucy any kind of pics bar. of my water bottle. Yeah, why not, right? I could just throw some like mayonnaise on my water bottle. Ooh, that's not what goes in a water bottle. And uh, uh, the egg out truly is gentrified. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, I just add amazing. some go just in Lightroom, add some water like, bottle and an egg out. No, just just add some blushes to my uh, water bottle. Same difference. On it. Um, yeah, I'm sure you could find a sticker of Ahego and just put it on a probably, water bottle. Probably. The, uh, but you know, like I can do that with OnlyFans. <laughs> I can immediately go and get and make an account and start posting right now. And OnlyFans isn't going to ask me to verify anything. And so they have to now go back basically with these rules. They would have to, they would have to put a big stop on every single content creator and go, all right, guys. So all of you need to verify. Basically, like imagine the difference between a club that has been checking IDs and a oh, club that hasn't been checking IDs. And so the moment the police show up to a club that has IDs, they go like, yeah, go ahead. You can go inside and everybody's got an yeah. ID. They were but like, wow, it sure showing... is more profitable if we don't check IDs. Good thing this won't have any long-term ramifications if we behave exactly. this way. And so oh, then the police no. show up like... <laughs> Suddenly yeah. coppas or whatever is mad at us because we've been serving ads to children for a decade with no consequences. Yeah. And go so that's YouTube the thing. And, and so if you yeah. want to, you know, trying to add a process post uh wild west rules you 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 have to do the math and only fans did the math and said absolutely not we are not going to go through and get every single content creator verified because it would i wouldn't cost even too say they money. did the math in response i think that in like in, in many of these cases 
I think that like the YouTube or the OnlyFans or someone knows they're actively infringing on something the whole time and that this is going to go badly. But they, so they've already prepped their answer, which is why it comes out so quickly when the, the moment the yeah. actual thing comes up, because they, they always yeah. knew they were going to run this this thing how they were going to. And then suddenly uh, switch gears the moment it finally became a problem. And they knew that knowing and they, of course, don't tell the content creators the whole time that they literally are planning yeah. their obsolescence the whole time that they're doing this. This is the this is the Uber Lyft issue where, uh, yeah, the gig work uh gig work basically exists in this limbo state and if someone if not uh not um sorry not wit not if someone when someone comes along because it will happen when someone comes along and says hey are these guys employees and the company has to go uh-oh i don't know are they and if it <laughs> is then they get to ju- they get to just pack their little fe- like monopoly money bags and just jump out oh, of yeah. an airplane um and all oh, yeah. these people who every, are relying every on this modern a job, app knows exactly what they were doing yeah yeah this isn't like uh, yeah and again sure this is insidious and this is bad and this is unfair but it's not an attack on sex workers this is a this is the this is the result of taking e like an easy platform and not doing your your homework long enough like it's not uh you just you need to be careful about where you set your roots in you know, don't go and build a house on top of a fucking ladder. This isn't a good idea. And it's, you know, again, it's not the content creators. It's not like they are all to blame for this. But, like, OnlyFans isn't... I don't know why you would trust OnlyFans. I don't know why you would trust YouTube. I don't know why you trust any company. That's a weird thing to ever do. And to think that OnlyFans would be, like, looking out for you because you make them money is, like, the silliest of opinions. Well, like, I, the, I think- the company... Companies don't care about who, like, about protecting who makes the money. They are cared about protecting the money. And so, if yeah, they are going make to lose, right? That the, the, even it's though not you're about, correct, it's not in about saying, being right. It's not about no, no, being right. It's about they're still money. jerks for caring about the money. It's it's but, fair but that people always, shouldn't but, expect. But they've always they've been always jerks. been for sure. That's what I'm. But that's my but argument. Society <laughs> teaches us that oh no no companies are fine. Look at the ads that say nice things. Buy our presopatil and there's butterflies. It's it's like it's everywhere. Right. If you're not the at least a little bit counter culture in your way, and I'm not even talking about politics, it's just as a person, you need to be counter to your environment to be capable. No, wait a minute. Companies are bad. And yeah, I'm in a shitty situation. And if you have a YouTube channel and you live off of YouTube, yeah, it's it's bad. And we should be employees. Yeah, for sure. And it's just that... The, it doesn't work like that for the only the, it doesn't work like that for the same reason that you're def- now you're not defending necessarily you're, you're very much attacking uh companies but it, the reason is the role of a company isn't to serve their clients the role of a company is to serve the stakeholders and the people who have money in the company it's to make yeah. profit that's the role of it's, a company. And, yeah. and, but everywhere else in society, we forget about that. And society is built on the assumption that the role of a company is to employ you or to give you a life, a life uh, you know, life livelihood. That's the word. Uh, to give you a livelihood. Because, uh, I mean... Whereas the role of companies it, usually to try to figure out how to get the value that you're providing you. without paying you to do it if they can. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But, yeah. th- like, make no mistake, society is built 
on the assumption that the role of a company is to give it's to give the employer to give them a job to give them uh, security to be beneficial to society but at the same time it isn't we know it isn't it's written into law yeah our it's, entire it's lives are structured from birth around that that assumption around that yeah yeah and it's all a lie it's and we know it's a lie like it's not a it's not up to debate it's it's absolutely a lie i mean companies are out for themselves companies and, only and, pay you because someone tells them they have to tells them to yeah if, otherwise if, they like, would just if, yeah yeah if they weren't forced if, to pay you why the fuck would they they would I mean, just look at do Twitter. it, and so Twitter doesn't yeah. pay anybody. They or used to pay you pay fake money. It's did they? Well, yeah, yeah, they yeah. used to give oh, you yeah, the, the mines, company uh, stores. Company, yeah, company stores. It's but that's yeah. the thing is like a a, a job, any business, any business, even if it seems like it's there for the creators, if it especially a fucking especially if especially. it says it's made yep. for content creators, if their advertisement slogan is we put creators first, they're out to fuck you hard. They're here to kill you. Because there is it, the the more insidious you are, the more straightforward you are about uh, what you want to do. Um, You're absolutely like right. Yeah. Yeah. You and and from like Patreon, OnlyFans, any of these like content creator driven economic scams, I want to call them, but I guess we can just call yeah. them platforms. No, especially uh, for smaller scale, it's definitely there's definitely so many they, scams out there. They all exist to take your money and run. That's what they're there yeah. for. And they're all they have to do is wait until someone says like go, and that's what they do. The moment that any kind of policy comes up or any kind of hurdle comes up to uh, to make it more difficult for them to operate, it's mm -hmm. easier to press the button to go. Like it's so much easier to like either kick people off or just run completely and. Because, yeah, what's the what what is the harm at this point? Like, especially take OnlyFans, for example. They know that a lot of people are stuck building a house on a ladder and they know these people can't just fucking up and move their entire income sources to a new platform that all of these subscribers aren't going to necessarily jump ship to. And it's like they've got you. They they immediately hammered you down and you have nowhere to go and you have to slowly and hopefully rebuild that entire uh, uh, income source on a new area that is also trying to nail you onto it and going to screw you eventually. Yes. So like you're, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm very, again, I grew up in the old internet and so I have very old views of the world. And my old view is that if you want to, if you want stability and in income, you take the rooster teeth approach. You make your own website, you make your own platform, and you hold on to that platform. And then you, you sell it to some other website. And you, <laughs> you sell own... it to some big, fat fucking AT&T corporation they, they, one they day. They do not own but themselves. No, no. They what, don't what anymore, you, but, but they Andrew, did for a very Andrew, long time. What but, Andrew is, is describing is put in a, in a sentence that a lot of people have heard. It's the workers need to own the means of production. That's what you're describing right there. You, you should own, if you're going to make content, especially entertainment content for the internet, you need to own that content 100%. Because if someone comes along and decides that tomorrow all websites for pornography can only be accessed with a special device you attach to your ankle and it injects porn into your bloodstream, then yeah. you are in control of the... <laughs> the vehicle for that now because that, your that, website can be optimized to inject the fastest amount of porn into your blood as fast this, as possible that's like, the most gentrified when, ah, hey of them all 
<laughs> it's just that, but, like, it, it's the same reason thought? why unions work. <laughs> it, it's the same reason why unions work. It's 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 down to looking out for the workers, uh, the the things that matter to the workers, and not to the things that matter to the bosses or to the 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 stakeholders. And and it's basically what if YouTube instead of being owned by Google was owned by uh, representatives of YouTubers, like a YouTube co-op. <laughs> like a, yeah, what what if like it doesn't have to change the platform? It's just that the goals immediately change. Immediately change. Like you 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 just need to think a little bit. Think about how the algorithm exists today, and what are the goals of the algorithm? They're to uh, to make the most profit for uh, for, for advertisers. Not to they're they're not to uh, uh, and sort of cultivate a, a a good healthy creative environment. They're not to serve the best content. It, it's not to uh, allow channels to grow. It's not to impede channels from o overusing the uh, the algorithm in, and just grow beyond measure for just because they are big companies like CNN and whatnot. Um, all all those things would change or wouldn't change immediately because the, the algorithm would need to be changed. But the goals change so drastically that it's just like it. I I don't understand how people don't see just how messed up it is that the the goals of companies and and it happens to social media, but it happens everywhere. The goals of companies are just never for the people who actually do the work. It's never to support the people who do the work because on yeah. YouTube, the, we are the people that do the work. We are the, the the content creators are the people who do the work, not not YouTube, not Google, not the advertisers, not the companies that advertise. They're not. They're they're clients, just like everybody else. Like how the the big hey thing now. trending right now on Twitter is what like Prop Twenty Two becoming uh, being declared uh, illegal, unconstitutional yeah. in a uh, in California. Which was well, that was only by a superior court, not by the Supreme Court. But yeah, yeah but it's the, about. Uh, but that specifically is about how, like, that's an entire company desperately trying not to actually have to take care of their employees. Yeah, yeah, and it, and the worst part of it, the worst criminal part of it all is that they tricked their employees into voting yes for it. They like, yeah. they I mean, went they, out of they, their they way to most like of threaten the them. country or most of the state to do that. Oh, I know, because yep. I voted fucking no for it, and I watched as it was voted yes. Like, it was some kind of oh, weird yeah. dystopia world that people lived in. Like, are you fucking insane? How do you not see these people who on constant basis on the internet are complaining about no one tipping them enough, which is the only way that they fucking make money in that platform, and being like, oh, it's not fair, no one tips money, I'm not going to be able to survive. Yes, you, you did it. You found out the whole reason this company exists. To exploit you for labor power for free. Of propaganda. Like, come on, how are you? Yeah. How are you this dense? But then it's like, but if they leave, I won't have a job. D do you have one now? Because at the moment, it doesn't sound like you're making enough money to survive. But it's true, <laughs> like, though. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's true. The, the 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 aspect of the company coming in, disrupting the market, and leaving a mess behind after basically the it's highway robbery, and it's how, how Amazon did it. And then got in to, to be what it oh, is yeah. right now. It's highway robbery. They disrupt. Oftentimes the competition is wiped out by you essentially breaking the rules. And then like the legislation mm -hmm. comes later. Like the consequences for all the yeah. rules you break come after you've already driven all of your competition out of business. And so you've won mm -hmm. already. Yeah, and, and this and is that's what why I'm talking about. How, like, it's, not, it's not about if someone makes rules. It's about when. 
and win is always going to come but yep. it, it may not come fast enough to to make you i think a win <laughs> i think it doesn't come fast enough because the conversation is uh, i don't understand but specifically in regards to uh, lift where do you to, think that uh, money goes you don't think it just goes right yeah. into someone's pocket do you it also goes I, into someone else's pocket to make them not say anything but i can talk like, i can talk <laughs> about what happened here in portugal for the longest time when lift and and uh, uber arrived here the most conversation that people would have in regards to the taxi drivers complaining, because we have like a, a similar taxi system to what a lot of cities in the U.S. has, where you have the, the, the badge and all that. You, know, you have to go through a, through a process where you get it and whatnot, and it's limited, the amount of taxes that exist and the, 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 the places where they... It's all regulated. Um, and so for a long time, the conversation wasn't about how this how bad for the market and for the workers of uber and lyft the the app was it was just oh these laws are archaic and weird and oh, oh maybe they're good or maybe they're bad it's all about like all these details and minutia that at, at the end of the day don't really matter when lyft and uber leave california it doesn't matter that the taxi drivers have a weird test and that uh, that it costs four hundred thousand dollars to have a, the badge or whatnot. That's not the point. The point is all the people who have already at least tried to live, earn a living working for Uber and Lyft and now don't have that all of a sudden. And how are they going to pay the rent for? It doesn't matter if they have a job in the next three months. They have three months of rent that they need to pay. So and 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 do the do the, do the owners of Uber and and. Uh, Lyft and all those companies, do they get any repercussions? They didn't even do anything illegal. It's how bad they don't get any repercussions. It's not even illegal. <laughs> and it's so fucked up <laughs> that it isn't. Because obviously it could be. Obviously uh, California could say, I I'm not too involved, I, I don't know specifically all the details about California, but it is, I, I think it is obvious to me that the, it, should, it should be possible for them to retroactively say you did something illegal and now you have to pay because that happens historically happens where companies pay huge amounts of money like microsoft had a bunch of problems with that with things that weren't even regulated like internet explorer and all this sort of stuff and and they pay massive amounts of money because they did something that is deemed after the fact to be illegal and like i, I understand that it's it's kind of sucky for us as people as individuals we think uh, I don't know that something is illegal. I shouldn't be fined for doing it. Uh, you know, I, if something isn't illegal, and it, it's true. I think on an individual level, like if I, I don't know, if my if I drive my car at forty in a in a in a place that isn't forty, and uh, and and all of a sudden they put a thirty up, and and uh, well, I get I get fined after the fact. You know, that's dumb. I shouldn't that shouldn't happen. But it isn't the same level. An an individual person breaking a rule. Or a company, especially market disrupting companies, doing things on purpose because they know this is a, this works like this. The only reason they they even they even grow in the in the uh, in the stock marketplace is because these companies they they use the potential value of the market that they know already. They're they're very these are very smart people that know economics and finance, and they and they exploit them to the utmost to and and they know that it's not gonna last. And if it is, like, they don't know the future. So it's just like, until it goes bust, it does. And then it, when it does, they make off, like, highway bandits. It's just, it's completely, it's, the, the, what, just to go back to my point, I don't understand why the conversation isn't about that. And it's about stupid rules about the, how taxi drivers have to pass a test. Well, I, I mean, drivers don't. But, that, but those conversations are usually uh, set 
by companies. It's like th- mm-hmm. those are the speaking yeah. points. You come out those there and you say are distractions. Like, yeah, they're just always yeah. distractions. Yeah. And like the same yeah. thing, you go on Twitter and you look it's up like every time someone right brings now, up trans sports, like that's a thing <laughs> yeah, that exactly. matters. On, like as as previously established <laughs> in this conversation, uh, sports don't fucking matter. Yeah. <laughs> so no. also bringing it up know, in the con like bringing that up every time anyone discusses like what human rights somebody should have is a very noticeable and obvious like intentional distraction but also in the in the case of transports it's not like trans women are running away with trans med- with the uh, gold medals because they're not <laughs> it's just cis women winning things left and right but they well, boy that if they ever find some some trans woman in the olympics it's just that games, every single time it's a gotcha where it's like You've got to be like hyper informed about trans people in sports, and you got to have all these complex discussions about it, and like know all the stuff about the rules about like how long after transitioning or this or that or whatever the fuck is involved, and who gets to participate in that kind of stuff. And it's like it's all a distraction. It's a massive <laughs> yeah. front load of information that you have to somehow get invested with just to argue with somebody that won't care what you say anyway. When the whole it's point the was just to distract caravan. you from the actual topic that mattered in the first place do you remember the migrant caravan it's that i, I will burn i would burn all of sports <laughs> down before i let it infringe on somebody's human rights like it doesn't yeah. matter it's a yeah. fucking game yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. but that becomes the topic and, yeah and that's the so thing yeah, taxi like, drivers I, <laughs> I i don't know it's uh i i again on one hand this is uh, it's it there was a, this was an inevitability it was always only fans yes. was always going to shut down and not exist and it just happened to be more uh it just happened to happen faster than what most people expected because it was still at the there was still this boom like over the you know like people were still coming in in droves to only fans and so to have mm-hmm. it just like careen off a cliff immediately is like well it's shocking but like yeah i mean it, this was going to happen someday this wasn't, uh, yeah. if you look at the discourse on Twitter, a lot of it is about uh, b- people being upset that they're like, oh, once again, we're being shoved out of our, like, a place that we've made. And it's like, no, this is, this, this is what was always supposed to happen. It was always supposed to fail. But it, it you doesn't, just, both you things just, can be true, though. I guess, but they're not explicitly saying that. Uh, so again, they're not. They're they're not saying that you they would love to keep letting that content exist. They just don't want to follow the rules that comes with it. So yeah. it's not that they don't want those people on the platform. They just don't want to follow the rules that come with those people on the platform. Because yeah. so they were only valuable as an income source and not like a culture yes. or anything. Exactly. Yep. This and OnlyFans never said it was supposed to be a safe haven. It never said or never promised it was going to always be there. But like people think it did because that was like you know. The, the culture people think that YouTube it, it, is out to look for them. Like people well, are I mean, people. It, people it's not, I don't think it's on them. Yeah. though. that's what I was saying before. I don't. Think, I had yeah, to they remind think... them to give me a silver play button. <laughs> they don't give a fuck <laughs> about. They don't know I exist. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like I yeah. every day there's a robot that gets a hundred thousand subscribers doing. Yeah. I don't know whatever robot things do. They just don't pay attention anymore. It's just. Did you it's get like the play we, button already? By the way. Uh, no, it takes well, like a couple months, right? It takes like mm-hmm. uh, they're supposed to review your channel channel manually to see if you like deserve it, like if you're like a real or whatever, or, <laughs> or, or if you're up to some shit. 
uh, and they just didn't for weeks, so I had to email them about it, and they just got back to me today with like a redemption code for it. Oh. Uh, but like nice. I had to, I had to remind nice. them that I existed because they're even their automated systems. There's so many people like me that doesn't fucking matter. Like I, I remember when yeah. you're talking about like the idea of like old YouTube being more connected. Like the first thing that thought I thought of at that moment was the fact that like I think I read those like something stupid like a hundred like ten thousand or a hundred thousand or ten million or some bullshit number of youtube channels that have a million subscribers i think it's like ten thousand channels like and on an, in an, just an impossible number like it used to feel like yeah. there was like six <laughs> and yeah. i think they're pro it's probably because there I, used to be six. yeah like it used to be like yeah. wow pewdiepie hit a million subs along with other people that we don't want to remember a lot more like or Ray William Johnson to and Smosh and just you and, want to uh, remember PewDiePie? Shane Dawson no no that's what I'm saying All the, oh. uh, none of those people yeah. <laughs> we don't want I mean, to remember well, partly I just remember a lot of those people don't exist anymore a lot of the original like yeah. big YouTubers are just gone or uh either they're either gone because they just kind of stopped or in many cases, oh, made some company. kind of weird, like, legal deal with this or that company that ended up dissolving their company in some way. Or uh, <laughs> or they, uh, yeah. the culmination of 10 years of their crimes finally came back to bite them in the ass in the case of Shane Dawson. Yeah. He's still making content, though, right? No. Is he's he in been, jail? He's been, like, legitimately gone for, like, ten, oh. a year now, I think. I don't think he's come back oh, has he? from his, like... Because he was a uh, his whole mask was slipping like fucking crazy with all of his weird bullshit. But then eventually, like people were like, "Hey, let's look at his past and how he's like." Remember how he? Because he he used to do these really shitty skits, which is what I knew at him for. Like it was really weird having that era where everyone's like, "Wow, look at his really emotional documentaries." This this documentary Aryan Shane Dawson and like like Philip DeFranco would talk about him in those terms and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck, Philip DeFranco? You know who Shane Dawson is. He's the guy that <laughs> that wore blackface for years. Like, he's oh, he, was, he had the shittiest, most lowbrow, embarrassing content that was just overtly racist and sexist and just a fucking nightmare. He was like... I was like, it was it was embarrassing to be on this platform. Like we we can talk about like the like the stuff like on the terms of like Ray William Johnson steals content for a living, or like there's insidious fucked up things going on with PewDiePie and how he's using his platform irresponsibly. But like Shane Dawson was just bile, like unmasked, undisguised, horrible trash. That n it was like Spider Man and Elsa, but it was the most popular channel on all of YouTube. Like it was astonishing, <laughs> and then having people like just forget that weirdly and just be like, oh, "Wow, he's so emotional. He's gonna talk about fucking. He's gonna do a redemption arc for these people, like fucking like Jake Paul and you know." People that he had like a clear financial connection to, like it was a, a overt con conflict of interest in a way that wasn't even a fucking secret. Like everyone was so fucking stupid for a few years there, and I couldn't tell why it was happening to be honest. But it was a lot. But he says he's an empath. I lost my fucking shit when he keeps calling himself an empath in all of his videos. What is that? And keeps, and keeps acting like he's so emotional and he cares so much about other people and he just wants the best for people. But then, like in his fucking, he's making he made a fucking conspiracy video about how space lasers from the government are shooting California and causing all the wildfires. And they went to like a part of LA that burned down and like filmed oh. himself looking sad at it and stuff so he can monetize it for his videos. And I'm like, this is so calculated and fucking cynical. Why does why do people? Eat. 
fall for this but then i remember yeah. fucking watching reality tv with people and it's like oh that's why they fall for it people are really fucking stupid when they consume media that's va- that's presented as being like documentary ish they just literally believe all of it <laughs> like at face value uncritically and it's like that's why suddenly shane dawson for like two years or whatever was able to redeem himself as this weird other figure when i'm like do people forget the last like 15 years of shane dawson what the fuck is happening yeah he like i guess he hasn't made a video in a year but he still has a youtube channel which is yeah means he's still, he's making, still making money oh, from his making, channel yes, existing so much which is money. like thousands yeah. Which is great. He's disgustingly awesome. rich and trying to always pretending down to earth. It's, uh, yeah. Talk about yeah. using your fucking platform irresponsibly. <laughs> poor fuck. <laughs> I, I, I mean, who gives a fuck about Chuck E. Cheese? But poor, but poor Chuck E. Cheese had to like issue statements about their pizza because it's a uh, fucking like one of the most popular YouTube channels in the entire world just decided to defame them one day. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm amazed he doesn't that, end up in like lawsuits they had every right to defame them i mean fuck chuck e cheese garbage ass place anyways but i know but like, the, uh, the content that was coming out of shane dawson for a while there was like so overtly malicious while pretending to be all emotional jesus christ there's also like really obviously like because like i recognized her from his old videos and i'm like Wait, this whole section of this video is just an ad for his her friend his friend's book. Like and then it's like, oh hey, here's the book I wrote about the thing that we're talking about here. It's like this 10 minutes this fucking conspiracy video was just like a fake story about her like her fucking like about stuff that you have to then read about by buying her book. This is just product placement, you motherfucker. Oh, you I'm mean an, like every late night talk I'm show? I'm an empath. I'm so empathic Oof. that I like I brought a fucking therapist with me so that she can like secretly diagnose Jake Paul for whether or not he's a psychopath like, without telling him that that's why she's here or that's what he she does. Like we're going to we're going to fucking catfish therapy diagnosis people. <laughs> this is just what was happening on like the most popular content on YouTube for like a year or two. I was so I feel it's I still so I don't, I don't know any bonkers. of this. <laughs> it's I don't know any. It's completely fucking bonkers. Yeah. I Shane guess. Dawson's been through like, like, like eight stages of being like the worst YouTube channel on YouTube. <laughs> like every time it's a different version of it, but it's never been better. Six degrees of the worst channel. But then like, yeah, Six like degrees eventually, of Shane Dawson. eventually the full culmination of his sins all came out. And I think, I don't know if it was, if it was because of this or not, but there's like a D'Angelo Wallace video that went into great detail about that. I don't know what the timeline is though. I don't know if like that was why people were so aware or if his thing was a response to people becoming aware, but mm-hmm. eventually there was just enough backlash about enough stuff, but it was, a lot, but the, um, the, the big reason why a lot of the stuff came out is that, uh, what is it? Tati Westbrook, Shane Dawson, and Jeffrey Starr, one of the people that Shane Dawson kept making documentaries about when they're profiting mm-hmm. off of them financially, uh, was they had this like conspiracy, like here's why James Charles, the other makeup person, is like an evil person because they're like tricking people into being gay or something. And then like after this like the big wave of backlash happens to James Charles, like months later or a year later or something, it kind of came out that like Tati Westbrook was uh 
just lying about most of the stuff she said in the big takedown video of James Charles and that it was and it was uh, done alongside James, uh, Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star as like a coordinated thing that they planned. Like it was a it was just intentional defamation, basically, uh, to just all go after what was one of Jeffree Star's uh, financial rivals because they're all in this makeup industry. It's like some cutthroat shit that's oh, going on. Jesus Christ. And so all of that blowing back on Shane Dawson because he's supposed to be he's trying to build this stupid illusion of being this empathic person or whatever the fuck him have like obviously being like this conniving little shit that just attacked somebody because they were fucking aligned with one of their financial rivals was so overtly calculated that that was just that, that just like blew everything wide open. And he even made the mistake of fucking live streaming his response to her video. So you see him having like, uh, just getting, having like a breakdown <laughs> of like, and like his, his, like all of his lies slipping because he's for some reason fucking live reacting to her video of coming out against him. And it was just the dumbest shit. But then like as during that backlash of that happening, people just conveniently suddenly remembered his years of blackface. And then, then it was kind of over for him and he has never... He has not shown up really since then. And good riddance, because yeah, he was always a terrible person. <laughs> I was yeah. getting so fucking frustrated like by it. this whole pretend redemption thing that itself was that like so nakedly empath, full of calculated though. shit that people were just skipping over for some reason. That whole thing about empath, though, just that is really creepy. Self-declaring yourself as being so empathic. Yeah, but for one, that's that, that's what is that? That's not a thing. But also, <laughs> that's the I'm that's the that's that's say the it thing, twelve the, more the times, Chain. I didn't catch it yet. That's the parasocial relationship thing, where we, you know where creators oh, pretend yeah, they're friends with the viewers. It's the step by step process of like conditioning your viewers to think of you in a certain way. It's it's PR, it's mm -hmm. image, it's image control. Exhausting. The, the biggest YouTube channels are just aggressively fake people. <laughs> and you can literally watch them change from era to era, not in like a, oh wow, I just organically changed, but like they just like rebrand themselves as a personality one day and then just hmm. hope no one notices or they forget quickly, which they do. People forget incredibly yeah. quickly anything online. Yeah. It's hard to remember, Keith. Remembering is mm -hmm. a lot of work. Yeah, but it's easy to forget. That's why we had the nostalgia critic, because <laughs> he remembered it, so we didn't have to. I oh no, that story he... ended poorly too. I remember well, he how he used much. to be good at platformers. I have never been good at platformers. <laughs> Isn't that what people well, say though? About you? No, it's uh, it's the witness. People the are like, you used to be smart oh. in the witness, but you're dumb oh, no. here. And I'm like, you don't remember, okay. <laughs> because the, the thing <laughs> about being a, puzzles, the thing about being a let's player is that you are Doctor Manhattan, and all parts of your life are replaying simultaneously because people are commenting <laughs> on all of them at the same time. So my feed is constantly filled with people uh insulting me by saying that i used to be smart back in the witness playthrough that's the reason they subscribed while also having other people who are currently watching the witness for the first time insulting me for being so stupid in my witness playthrough <laughs> it's like the, the people revise their people have a terrible memory about everything in life 
and they constantly revise their narratives because instead of we have we less have memory and more have stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and uh and about other people and so people's memory of me is this like this genius that did the best witness playthrough or whatever which like the second half could still be true or whatever but i wasn't like some kind of whiz kid going through it and it's reminded me i'm reminded of that constantly by all the people that are talking about how stupid i am when they're watching the witness it's a hell of a it's a hell <laughs> yeah. of a juxtaposition but yeah, dude, but yeah we're, we're all dr manhattan all of our content is up at simultaneously the videos where we accidentally say something insensitive as a 21 year old are still just as accessible as the ones that we make today where we're ranting about only fans and people could just like get suggested from one to the other and have this whiplash and have to reconcile different people that are technically the same person but aren't yeah that's the thing is that well us now we have the the priority basically but because it's just we have a lot more experience than the person we were back then but it's just like it's it's uh i i, I remember I, I think i even said it in a video like well into a, a year into making youtube i remember saying something like and I, I i i knew it it was it was true somebody i said uh if i because i i ramble and then i lo lose track of what i'm saying and then i don't finish and i, I yeah. said in a video that if somebody, um, if I don't finish a thought, then you can ask and just say, oh, what were you going to say here? But then and they I bring, will remember but then they, Like, no one says that on your video for, like, an eternity. But then someone finally <laughs> watches that video Five eight years, years later. later and then finally asks <laughs> you what you meant. And you're like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> but I think even a year into... That person's into, into, dead, sir. <laughs> yeah. I think I even a year into doing myself. YouTube, I think I could remember a year back. But not not now. I think it's too it's too much. I don't remember a month back anymore. I mean, I I remember the games that I play. I just don't remember what I say. It's a lot. And it's it also happens. I think because when you're starting out doing YouTube, it um everything is fresh, so it just sticks in your memory a lot more. Um, and then as you play more and more games and just go through the motion of of doing a full let's play. It just becomes more intuitive and just sort of more, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. So it, it's not as fresh and it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, I did a, did a let's play of, of uh, I don't know, Banner Saga 3. I remember the story. I don't I have no idea what, what I said. I don't remember my, even my reactions to the characters. But that, that doesn't always happen. Like my reaction to, um, I don't know, uh, to Parvati potentially or... Uh, it's just it, to, talking about characters in games that I play, and and I remember my reactions. I remember the 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 process of learning some some games. So and there's still stuff st stuff that sticks with me, but it's just like a lot of it doesn't, because a lot of it is just more. It's another let's play. <laughs> it's just I've done this before. I'm good. I know. Like I know playthroughs stretch on long enough that there can just be a dissonance within, like, just in the span between when you recorded something and when it goes up, where you're like, you get all these <laughs> comments like, I can't believe Keith doesn't understand this thing. And I'm like, what? That really <laughs> rudimentary thing? I super know that thing. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. did I ever not know that? I don't even know. What are you talking yeah. about? It's a weird experience. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I remember when that happens. I, I, I have done a few times, made comments in reply, just being like, oh, dude, you don't even know what how much I do not know and I, I don't understand that mechanic. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it's that... It, that yeah, mistakes are made. It's it's let's plays. I, I think sometimes in my let's plays. Sometimes people just assume uh, you don't uh. know things if you don't actively just sort of like on a loop repeat all the things that you know. Like you have to actively narrate at your entire knowledge base, or people will not know, mm -hmm. will not understand that just because you didn't point it out, you do know about that thing, or like you making a different choice is not the same thing as you not understanding something. Mm -hmm. yeah especially yeah. sometimes you just make a less than optimal choice for uh for just you know the giggles and yeah or even just less than optimal games. by their estimation and, oh, and, yeah, and only course. that and yeah. you can i mean making mistakes is a normal thing people people make mistakes like it's not <laughs> uh i i guess like i think television kind of spoils people with this like they're <laughs> yeah, mistakes yeah. on television tend to be intentional mistakes like they're mistakes that were left in on purpose or they were edited into existence but in like let's plays those are just real accidents that happen people make a mistake or don't press a button in time or don't even press no the button press needs to be pressed in like 30 seconds like there are a lot of again it's all live content that can be edited out to only be perfect but then that oh, would yeah. be the content you're looking for so it's confusing mm -hmm. when people see like failures and go like what the heck happened you were so smart and it's like <laughs> yeah people can just have different days of the week some people can just struggle on this day like maybe keith just has to really take a fat shit right now and he can't focus on this puzzle <laughs> right now like you don't you don't know what's going on with this guy today versus like what was going on yesterday maybe when keith finished all the witness he had just got done like beaten a whole level in dark souls that he had been waiting 40 years to beat and he was riding on a high. And so he's like, and he just came back and he's like, yes, I can do the witness now. Like people just like moods change, like feelings change. Like when you're making Let's Play content, you're not doing it all in one giant fat sitting burst. You're like over time slowly like doing you get it. In, each or you're getting messages in your other monitor coordinating tonight's multiplayer session or anything. Oh no. Any, any yeah, number like, of human things that just can happen. People are so incapable of processing and not like in mass but like the people that are dumb enough to say stuff about it oftentimes are just like so weirdly incapable of processing the idea of basic human fallibility on even a even on the most minor levels that they immediately have to pathologize it and diagnose it like there has to be something wrong with you which is <laughs> like think... a whole other level of weird gaslighty gross shit where you as a content creator yeah. start getting like like questioning your own like sanity or or neurodivergence or whatever because people like pathologize every mistake you make and you start being constantly told something's wrong with you which is like a really shitty thing to do to people the problem the problem is that when we play games by ourselves and, and i say we i don't mean youtubers i mean everybody when we play games by ourselves all of the mistakes are going to be there nobody points them out and we don't know the oh, yeah. mistakes and then even if we do find out that they're mistakes we forget how many times and we just get past that so fast because we don't care. Oh, did I spend 40 hours not knowing that there's a better pickaxe than stone pickaxe in Minecraft? It, I will never remember that. But you also didn't do 80 episodes of Minecraft that where people will remind yeah. you. <laughs> 
Yeah, every single. I, I didn't do this. It's not a real. Story, every single inopportune thing or mistake is like chronicled in mass in a yeah. way that like no human is is used to having when they play video games. But there's also just the element of like people's habits when they play video games are really boring. And part of becoming a let's player well, yeah, yeah. is trying to find the balance of He's how to not them. have those boring habits and so yeah. on. Like I obviously like I, I played Metroid. I, do. I played Super Metroid, and I, I assume that like Andrew, you played that before, right? Yes. Every fucking screen of that game has like three secrets on it, but they all require you to have <laughs> really specific upgrades from later in the game, and also like to painstakingly X-ray scan every surface of every room of the entire yeah. game at the end. So like. The only way, like, like people are like, oh, you don't have enough E tanks or what? That's that's Mega Man, but you don't have enough tanks of health. Uh, you're playing this game wrong or whatever. But it's like I, I would have to just be like, just really boringly scrape every surface for six hours to like make up the yeah. difference, like just aimlessly. Like you just would wander around well, and like, but he, you'd accidentally re-explore the same you place just... four times, like. You just don't know where this stuff is already. Like the game came out like twenty years ago. Keith, like, come on now. Like people don't process like how shitty of a show that would be. That's why different games are easier to and let's play than others because there are some people, games just yeah. are not made. And people yeah. always double down. They'll always be like, oh, "I I would watch it." And I'm like, "I know you wouldn't." Because <laughs> whenever <laughs> I, whenever I've played a game vaguely in that way, you could just watch the viewership plummet. Like you could just see it happening it's it's like it's like the part of my brain that's like i'm gonna add all of these boring looking but vaguely important netflix documentaries to my watch list and then never click on them for five years like you might like to you might like to be the person that would watch that or tell yourself that but the reality of what people actually click on it's no 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 people would rather be frustrated by <laughs> my mistakes than actually see me do the what it takes to not make those mistakes because that's way yeah. more boring. I li I like the man eater situation in your uh, current the man eaters. My fucking Demon Souls playthrough. My God, I thought <laughs> it was gonna be such a breeze because I've played the game like four times already, and I <laughs> I don't understand. I still don't fully Death? process how much harder it's it, it has been. Although it's partly because it's like it's like what six or seven Souls likes from from software alone or whatever, and they all work completely differently. <laughs> like all the rules change. Like in mm -hmm. Demon Souls in particular, like it's like D and D rules where like like crushing versus slashing versus piercing are such massively different weapon types that they're more important than actually having upgraded weapons. Like sticking yeah. to a the idea of sticking to a build the way you do in other playthroughs is actually actively detrimental because having like a level one club would have been more effective in many of the levels than having a maximum upgraded katana. Having a level one club is always the most efficient build to have in any Souls-like game. You cannot, you cannot <laughs> Andrew, tell me otherwise. Andrew, you tell me that the hit detection of Sekiro is good, and I go and watch your video, and as if you only had the one, uh, I go and watch your video, and there's you jumping away from somebody, and the hit detection is not good. How is this, Andrew? How is this? Uh, it's only good when It's only good when you're doing one-on-one -on -one fights uh, in the boss flat fights. ground. In flat yeah. ground, exactly. You're very right. What does Sekiro when you're have? Not in, when, Air yeah, you, when you're not skyscrapers. <laughs> yeah, when you're not in flat ground, Sekiro becomes kind of a nightmare because you're like, okay, I'm gonna slash my sword, and the Sekiro guy goes, I'm gonna slash straight. This is a curved building, Sekiro guy. Could you slash like at a curve? And he's like, no, oh. that is not an option. And you're like, 
Why? Why <laughs> isn't it an option? Why can't I just slash sideways? Like, just do the samurai thing. It's like, like how oh, the I'm... fire, the the torch hobos in the first level of Demon Souls are like the most dangerous enemies the entire game because you have to fight them on a staircase. Yeah, and like and both like, of, both going up or down the staircase is so dangerous compared to just being able to fight anyone on a flat ground. And like I was trying to fight, I was like specifically trying to fight this one guy. I I don't know if that's you're referencing to like the the Shogun guy, the guy that was like at the top of the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to fight that guy, and like oh, the, the spear only way guy? to really yeah, and like the only Fuck not the spear guy. guy. No, no, no. He was the guy so that's, hard. Uh, I think he had a so a sword. Uh, yeah, it's the sword guy. It's the guy that's at the top of the stairs when you first get to like the inside of the castle. So when you get when you first enter the castle, you go past the oh. drawbridge, you go up the big stairs, and there's a big shogun guy standing there and talking to all the troops or whatever. And so my goal was to ch just to jump onto him, take out one of his health bars really quickly, and then fight him. But while I'm trying to do that, like his Everybody's enemies are, are yeah, his people <laughs> behind me are attacking me and. Uh, the problem I was having was I was trying to when I would try to like, OK, well, I'm going to go from the top. The stupid fucking bird people would attack me because they could see me from above. I'm like, you guys, just I just all I need to do is kill this one guy. And so when I finally got him alone to be in a corner, I couldn't like hit him because anytime I would hit him, it would bounce off the fucking wall or something I'm like, God damn it. Like, what the fuck is going on? This is like the worst run I've had of fighting this guy. Like I the. There are just like you could just see other fights I'm doing. I'm just running up. It's like pop, 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 pop. Okay, move on. Da -da -da, running through. And this guy just for some reason was a pain in the fucking ass. I still beat him, but he was mm -hmm. still like a fucking nightmare. I beat yeah. like what's his foot? I beat the thunder guy in like three runs. <laughs> like I had no issue with him. He's just sitting there like, hey, how's it going? I, I One tie, shot kill. I tied the design of Sekiro with the prevalence in later from software games, the prevalence of multi-stage bosses. And Sekiro obviously has many multi-stage bosses, <sighs> but that I think that's the reason. Because I, I I hate I hate like things like uh, health bars that lie. Imagine a boss fight and you're like just chipping away at the boss, but secretly the boss fight is only half the health bar. And then when you get to ha half the health bar, the boss dies. So it's just like that. Why? Why would you do that? There is a reason why they do that, and and it's to inst instill frustration and and make it uh, make it you know more mentally draining on you to fight that that uh fight but the problem is wait till you see the final boss yeah the it, final boss is just I do, I it's so that. uniquely crushing in a situation where like there are there are plenty boss fights even in souls games where they seem weirdly easy so while you're fighting them you kind of start to suspect that there's like another phase coming because you start to instinctively pick up on the markers for it and yeah. sekiro yeah. boss fights are not like that it feels no, like you're fighting difficult. The complete and full boss fight that in that and it's plenty hard enough. And then when it when they get back up and then sometimes get up back up multiple times Twice. and become a different yeah. boss fight, you're legitimately like, oh my god, but this is this is problem. the anime moment. I have to draw deep within myself <laughs> and become something else in order to defeat this because in my current form, this is not possible. <laughs> but yeah, the, when I, I had to do the doing the monkeys twice, that was that way where you're like. Oh, all yeah. right power of friendship here we go and you're just like, like oh, yeah. when you have a multi-stage no boss fight it's usually the type of thing where you beat phase one or two or whatever like 
in your first couple of attempts like just the warm-up yeah. like oh yeah i'm having this encounter yeah. like what do you fucking like slave out of boss fight for an afternoon and then he has another phase when you finally beat him that is so uniquely crushing yeah. but it's i think the problem is that they make those games because they like either because obviously they like to play those games the people who make from from you know the people from from software but um they like to hone the skill of beating a boss well and so you know it's that feeling then you you know a boss well enough and you go back and you defeat it and you know all the moves and if you beat it that feeling is nice i like that feeling it's good but that's not the fun aspect of dark souls in my opinion the fun aspect is you having a more or less good grasp of how your weapon works and then you mess around with a weapon in the middle of a bunch of enemies and dodge and attack and shield and all that things and the the dynamics of the combat is where the game really really shines and it's one of the reasons why i think the next Elder scrolls game really needs to have dark souls combat because it's just so much better than anything else in in action games the the sort of the swinging the sword in a in a determined pattern ahead of you and the rolling in a determined pattern the way you roll and so you mess with those mechanics it's really fun and and sometimes uh, beating a boss in the, in the on your first strike can be really fun as long as the game is respecting the rules that it sets for you in the sense that you know your movement rules because sometimes it's cool to look into i beat i beat the the three kings or four kings in dark souls 1 is it four kings? I don't remember how many, uh, but I beat them <laughs> in my first try. I think. I think and I think there's. I think it's called the four kings, but there's technically five of them if you play the game. If you play it a certain way, things get weird. Uh, I beat them in my first try. I think, and uh, I had fun. It was fun. It was messy, but it was okay. I had fun with the game, and the next time I go there. I'm I'm sure I'm gonna have fun. It's not. I I didn't think it was a battle. I mean, it's a it's a stat check, uh, but if you are very good, you probably can can uh, do it with lower stats. But the point is, I think that's where the fun of the for me of of from software games comes from. And multiple stage battles or boss battles, it's the game. It's the game developer saying you're not gonna learn the second stage as easy because you need to beat the first one, and you're gonna be tired. It's gonna be a longer wait and between the second stage, and so it's so much harder to learn the second stage. And and it's like, uh, it's it's like them. It's like you know that it's if you think it's fun to learn a boss. Just let me learn the boss. Don't make me frustrated. And I, th I, I really don't like that mentality. I, I just don't like stamina bars. I don't mind the <laughs> challenge. I don't mind. I don't mind like however long it takes to like struggle to get the the timing down on bosses. I just have no fucking interest in stamina bars. I'm not gonna manage like how many times I can jump left. I'm not gonna manage how many times I'm allowed to block. Like. I hate that. And Sekiro's kind of okay. Did you, did you play I hate, Fury? I hate its blocking. Um, I don't. I don't. Yes, I did play Fury. I did beat Fury. I was gonna say like that's the uh, the big boss rush yeah. thing with no stamina bar and so on. Oh, and I did. Old I did reflex. great with Fury. I loved. I loved Fury. Uh, I think I have that on my channel. The um, it was it was fine. There were some bosses that were a fucking nightmare, but it was fine. Uh. But yeah, I just I don't I don't like the Dark Souls approach to like, all right, buddy, I hope you remember you can only swing twice. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm never going to remember that, because if I can beat the shit out of this guy right now, I'm going to do it. And like Sekiro rewards you for that, where if you can, if you're a fucking crazy person and you're willing to slam into an enemy and get out of there right as it's going to hit you, 
You can do it. I do that all the time. I just keep slashing somebody, and then I, this moment I see them move, jump on their head, jump over them, slash, 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 jump over them, jump on their head, jump. <laughs> just, like you could just do these shitty loops to get them stuck in like a. Oh, I guess I can't do anything now. But it's better than like the Dark Souls approach where I have to hit somebody twice and like walk the fuck away from them while they do the like. I'm gonna kill you, dance, and then you just walk back <laughs> up to them, hit them twice, walk back again. Like, I hate that stuff. I hate it the so much. The I, secret I just, to being good at Sekiro was to not really know how to play Dark Souls. <laughs> I, I guess. People kept I, I guess saying that from true. the beginning. Yeah. I think, for me, People the People kept yelling is at me for playing it like Dark Souls. I'm like, how do I undo that? What the fuck? <laughs> for me, the problem is that it seems like... It seems to me, as uh, I've never played Sekiro, but it seems like Sekiro is, the game where, is a game where you really need to learn what moves can be countered with what things and then use those things when the moves happen. So you need to identify the move and think very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a, so basically a lot of it I'm is saying. also using your uh, your secondary weapon. Like using mm. your using your uh, shinobi arm is really crucial to getting through a lot of big fights. So like if you know, you know, uh, like a shinobi arm axe is good at breaking people who are high uh, high block. So if they're constantly blocking, you can hit them with that while they're blocking and it breaks through their shield like they're it gives them too much uh whatever the word is but the the pressure and so you can you just axe somebody and start the hitting game, them axe somebody and then you the just hit them and they say, bounce off should just it, say but, use the axe but you don't against want, this particular you, person but that's the thing is that the game all souls games are built yeah, it, on the on the pretense that it doesn't matter it doesn't need to tell you that because the whole fun is figuring it out the fun I is like the, that, is like well, yeah, yeah I always wonder not... how much the player base figures things out versus going online and they looking just look it up. it up. I bet they just look it up, and that's Cause fine. Cause but like, that's, that's not the, the entire because that's, that's the entire that's the entire community of Monster Hunter is just researching how to play the game because the game doesn't teach you how. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> and again, that you know, that's fine. There, I'm you know, like you can like Witness is probably a good example of this. I imagine there's a lot of people who played Witness and just noped out halfway through. And just said like, eh, you know what? Just tell me I'm how to watch do this. Play. <laughs> I, I can't remember how to do this one last puzzle. Like some of those puzzles, there's like, oh, I can do three of these in this set. And then one of them is like, I wish I could be dead and just never have to play this game again. <laughs> and like, and it just like, so I imagine there are people, and you know, the intended purpose of that is because the more you play puzzles in the witness, the more your brain starts adapting, just like Talos principle, your brain starts to mold into this headspace of, oh, I, I see what you're supposed to do now. You're trying to trick me, but I will not be fooled. And like, Dark Souls is the exact same way. You see a big boss and you go like, oh my God, psych, I don't give a fuck. I know exactly how to beat your ass. And you start running in and like the fucking boss is like, all right, stop, stop. Okay, stop. Mm -hmm. I just fucking like, and that's just like, that's the whole point of those kind of games. And so I think not telling the player anything is supposed to put them at that advantage where they don't know how to do anything and it sucks. You hate it. You go like, I feel weak and worthless. And the game just is mocking me every step of the way. And eventually, personally, eventually you build a spite. And you're like, no, I will beat you. And I'm going to beat you in every way possible. And you just grab a club and you just start hitting people with clubs. And even someone says, no, clubs aren't good here. I don't fucking care. I'll beat him with a club. And you keep doing it. And eventually the game's like, all right, dude, if you know the timing and the dodging and the you can just club your way through it, I guess. But like, that's I don't. That's the I would argue that is the 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 joy of Souls games is the freedom. It doesn't it doesn't tell you what you're supposed to do. 
and that gives you the option to do literally anything and the game's not going to tell you you did it wrong but you're going to feel like the game isn't working the way it should be because it, it's hard to get through but or impossible i don't know it's yeah or impossible I, but, there but that's was... the thing though realistically is there any part of any souls game where you cannot continue unless you do something exactly it happened to, a to finite... me it happened to really? me but i i think uh i might have just been a noob uh there's the ancestral demon in the lava area of dark souls one I don't remember if it's the ancestral demon. It's after. It's when you start seeing the Capra, Capra demons, the little ones. Ceaseless um, discharge, the funniest. Yeah, name there's the thing ceaseless ever. discharge that I I beat ceaseless with. Ceaseless discharge. I didn't know how to beat it, so I just had to cheese it, and I did. But that, yeah, that ceaseless was the discharge that was that thing. guy that you took into falling off the cliff, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the boss oh! right after that one. He has the, the most right bafflingly lewd sounding name. Yeah. Um, to go with a gaping dragon the the um it's the boss right after <laughs> it's the boss right after that one do you remember it's one of it's one of the little flying it's the stray uh, demon i think it's the asylum demon. demon but it explodes that guy uh, against my swayhander there's three asylum demons in that game but no it's flawless yeah. it's the best in the franchise <laughs> that guy against my swayhander would always do a certain amount a certain type of attack that I would just not be able to dodge away from. And it's the AoE attacks that, because his AoE is bigger uh, than the normal AoE of the other ones. And I would just not be able to dodge it. it would, I would just die, 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 die. And somebody was, uh, I don't remember who it was, uh, but uh, there was somebody on, on my chat and just being like, use a longsword, not a two hand, not a swayhander. And I was just like, no, I, I, I like the swayhander. I was just, I was, I was <laughs> getting frustrated. And then I, I switched to the longsword it never attacked with that specific attack. And I know that the, the, the way the bosses are designed, they do change their attack patterns based on the attack, on the weapons that you have. So it's normal for them to do that. It wasn't just a random chance. Or um, at least it wasn't just that. It might have been a random chance. But it never used that attack. I was just beating it in my first try with my, uh, my uh, longsword. And it's just you like... You can fall into, like, incredibly specific patterns with certain enemies. It where... could be that, yeah. They just like you standing in certain spots changes what they do. Mm -hmm. Like the ancient, the ancient dragon was the most like crushingly difficult boss fight when I played it the first <laughs> I, time through, because like every single thing he could do would just one shot you, and he had so much health, and he had to play so well for so long, and he would do this bullshit where like he would like get up in the air and fly through the sky and blow up half the level and it's like sure hope you could sprint <laughs> to the right spot fast enough and react in time it was like some really like raid boss shit like it was really some really infuriating stuff and yeah like him like sneezing in the wrong direction it one shots you and it's just agony and that would like i would summon people to help me and it's like the one <laughs> boss fight in all of souls where you can't even summon people to help you because they'll just get one shot at the fucking door because among other things the ancient dragon shoots fire at the door when you come in which you just dodge by running out of the way of but then anyone coming in with you which can only enter the gate after you enters the fog gate into the fire and dies instantly with the fight starting <laughs> so now now he has more health and is harder than he was before <coughs> and none of your backups survived opening the door in the first place <laughs> but then you find out you can just stand like in his toes. Yeah. 
and like he'll do the same stomp animation over and over again when you're standing by his toes he'll just keep trying to step on you so you just like dodge out of the stomp stab him dodge out of the stomp stab him and just loop for the entire fight and he dies like that kind of shit so sometimes i don't i don't don't think the enemy specifically reacts differently the zaviander or whatever but like you using a different melee weapon can change your behavior and your attack range and where you're standing in ways that completely changes the behavior of the characters and so on mm-hmm. and I, I, I still wonder if it was a glitch or not but like no no like, I, I used I, that I, like, I, well, like I remember when Andrew played against Ornstein and Smo like they were just behaving bafflingly <laughs> and it's like why yeah. are they doing this what is happening I've never seen this before okay. or like I or like I played the Demon <laughs> Souls in the Demon Souls remake the uh the other dragon uh the dragon god just didn't attack me <laughs> dragon god I just what the dragon god just didn't attack me in the remake. Yeah, I just I just went over there, broke that debris, fought, fired that harpoon at him. Went over there, broke the other debris, fired the other harpoon at him, and then just beat him to death. And he just never attacked I don't me. Remember? And I was like, "What? I've been stuck. <laughs> I've gotten so stuck on this fucking boss fight before because its stealth is so janky." And I'm like, "How do I avoid these massive one-shotting attacks?" And this time, he just didn't attack me. I'm like, "What do I do with that information?" You write a wiki about it, and you make people really <laughs> upset that your your uh, playthrough Wait, doesn't align da- with. You said Dark Souls. You mean you mean, uh, you mean in the remake of um, Demon Souls? In Demon Souls, yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you said Dark Souls remake. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know what I said. Yeah, yeah. I I, I was roll the I tape that by the, back. You I caught that by live the live viewer. I'm not editing it. Yeah. Nah, don't worry. Uh, I I it is it, it is possible that it's that, but I don't know. I I think sometimes it's just that like we don't when we don't know how to play a game very well or don't have experience. There's a lot of stuff that we miss. So our memory is going to be like, no, no, it it definitely changed the behavior. I think it did. I'm pretty sure it did. But uh, maybe it did. <laughs> I don't know. So there can be all, for all the, sorts for of arcane stuff going on. And sometimes you don't even just you just don't even know what to look at or what to think it could be. So to answer the question, and Andrew and Keith. Yeah, to answer the question from two and a half hours ago. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, you don't know that. Took us two and a half hours, but we got to the answer, which is maybe from Andrew. Apparently, <laughs> no, and, <laughs> and, and no, no, no for, for me. me, and no for me. A fansly though, uh, fansly. <laughs> I, no. I'm going. I'm going to create my own. I'm going to make a page on my own website that I have because I have <laughs> my own website because I'm an old man, and I'm oh. going to make it password protected. And the only way to get the password is to subscribe to my OnlyFans and. <laughs> Once you subscribe to my OnlyFans, it's actually going to have the part one of a password. The other part of the password is you have to subscribe to my Fansly account. And once you get both <laughs> passwords, then you have to use morphogenetic <laughs> fields to actually know the password from your future self who has access already to then combine the two passwords you got and the morphogenetic field password into the correct password to enter my website. And so if you can't do that, you'll never know the hidden uh saucy water bottle content that you're missing out on on my uh when getting your when getting your back of rewards is like fucking assembling exodia (laughs) tell me tell me the new game the final part of is the final part is acquired from a unique nft that only one person can buy no not immediately lit on fire 
Tell me it, the new game I, doesn't have morphogenetic fields. It wouldn't of be a zero escape game yeah, if it did. The, what the, the fuck? That's the premise of the franchise is morphogenetic that's, fields. Uh-huh. It's literally uh-huh. the foundation that the entire plot is built on. Without I it, bet, you have no fucking plot. Yeah, there's I escape the rooms. Jeff- the only options are people. They have to have escape rooms. You have to have people dying, but there's multiple timelines, so the deaths aren't permanent. And then morphogenetic fields, meaning that people have information uh, passing yeah. from one timeline to the other. That's just the that's the conceit. That's because that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Everything that's else is that's in the mold. Minimum. In fact, it they mold sounds... the fuck out of it. Zero time dilemma. Like you'll see it when it happens. Uh, its core premise is fucking weird. <laughs> In a way that's unique to it compared to the previous games, it does something really strange. I, 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 I don't. I don't. No need. No I, need to spoil I, it. No need to spoil. Yeah, it. I, I'm, I'm very, 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 very worried because we're still at the ha- like as a recording. It's happening this, tomorrow. Tomorrow is yeah, going to yeah. be the day we we finally get to do something that might be really infuriating because we just encountered yeah, a plot only... point that's going to be like it's establishing something that like can really fuck with everything. It's like <laughs> yeah, right oh, now we're we're adding this to the narrative. We we've been spending a lot of time doing the fluff filler. So we've done all of the all of the fun little These puzzles. These games are like 80% and... filler. Yeah, mm. and so we haven't actually touched a single part of the story yet. And so now now all that's left is the story. And now this becomes the like the death part. Yeah, this this playthrough is going to be filler for months. Yeah. Which is not our fault. It's yeah. not like we're playing it incorrectly. We're doing exactly fact, as the game intended. We're playing it faster but... than ever before because the other games we infamously stop for long periods of time to yell about whatever because it's a visual novel where you press A to continue. But the third game is like a telltale <laughs> no. game where it has voiced and li- and live cutscenes for most of its story. So Aww. we can't we like it's just happening and we'll like quip here and there, but we have to like talk about it between the cutscenes. So oh, fundamentally, good, so we're we're going faster than ever before. Oh yeah, it's definitely not as good. Oh no, but you know what? <laughs> just people like how people were disappointed. Just, I mean, they did not say that. But uh, just like how people were disappointed <laughs> by the third game existing, they're going to be disappointed by the third Let's Play because of those kinds of format changes. Both the part where Andrew and I are not in the same room because that's like not really realistic for this kind of game anymore because we're further apart than ever before. But also because like the game doesn't, even though it's the big thing people complain about all the time in the actual playthrough it's also what people that love about it that actually liked the playthrough is all those like large tangents in the middle of the dialogue but like the, it's all yeah. real-time dialogue this time around yeah yeah that sucks i think it so far i think it's better than the other two games but i it's because i've only gotten you haven't seen enjoy- the, the real shit yeah i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> So far, it's just like, oh, this is kind of nice how, like, first of all, like, a lot of the arts, it's, this is some janky budget shit going on, but a lot of the art is, like, better, and, like, the drama and interactions during, in real life, in real-time cutscenes are usually better. We talked a lot, we complained a lot about the time dilation happening in other games where it's like ah we ah we gotta we gotta oh, we got we open the door now we gotta like all touch our braces to the thing let's have like a fucking oh, yeah. weirdly extended dialogue segment of us all being dramatic about this thing that happens every fucking time and is not worth writing about every time and it's like and or like the all those scenes were like 
uh, Junpei saw so-and-so dead and his mind collapsed into itself and life is a prison and my, I'm crying <laughs> blood and ah, five minutes of sad dialogue as all of reality shuts down. It's like, nah, th th this, in this game, there's no narrator. None of the characters are a narrator. There's no internal monologue of any character and every cutscene plays out in real time via dialogue and interactions. So the pacing is doesn't have the same problems that visual novels normally have of just being absurdly overwritten with no editing. It's it's the same thing that happened in a it's like it, I, like it's like a I, I talked about this in my Death Stranding playthrough, which is that like Death Stranding has these really brilliant, well-directed and enthralling cutscenes. But the majority of the game is fucking jabbermouth dialogue where a lower paid actor that doesn't matter that much or dead man just like talks for a long time at Sam and Sam doesn't respond. And that's like most of the game is people mm -hmm. just talking at Sam, dumping exposition for like 10 minutes at a time. And like that's and that's like every delivery and that's every sub quest. And that's most of the game. But like whenever the game does like an actual animated proper cutscene, it's like, oh, this is great. Why isn't the whole game like this? Like if you only <laughs> had this, you wouldn't even be missing that much of the narrative because all that's all that exposition doesn't actually amount to much, but it drags the pacing down horribly and so on. And so like the first two Zero Escape games are like all the jabbermouth shit from Death Stranding. And the third game is like the cutscenes of Death Stranding. And it's like, this is a nice change. I like that. It feels like a fucking story is just going somewhere, even during the filler shit, because it's still filler shit right now. Because a core conceit of the multiple timeline shit is that you have to have like six or seven or 12 paths that just keep going and going where it's like, I went this way and then this person mm -hmm. died and then I went that way and some other person died. And what's this Mr. Rue vaguely hinting at? What could that thing mean? You won't know for 12 more fucking hours. And so I'm, it's like... Uh, that's why we call it filler, because there's, like, at best, like, two semi-mysteries that have been sort of established. And we only really even know they're mysteries because, as opposed to just more inconsequential bullshit, is the fact that you have to, like, they're, like, gates that you have to pass via knowing something from somewhere else. And that's, like, it. What I'm looking forward to is uh, figuring, and I don't know if you've gotten there already, and this is all preview, so if you, I'm not, don't, don't think of me as pressuring you to, to talk about it. Uh, but I, I really liked the uh, realization of having to go through the same the same paths to get the different endings that you had, but primarily in the second game and the pain that is recorded on video about having to, having to go through oh. all the same things. Like in, uh, in, in 999, the flowchart is like, oh, this is kind of a helpful way to detail what the fuck's going on. And like, it's funny because the flowchart didn't exist in 999 when it first came out. They added it in later revisions. Uh, mm -hmm. You were it, originally in 999, you had to replay the entire game from scratch and just mash through all, and skip through all the dialogue, including resolving previous rooms in order yeah. to go to the other branches, which thank God that got revised. Jesus Christ. But yeah, in Zero in Zero Escape, the game's incomprehensible without a flowchart because it has like literally like 20 paths or some shit that all go run in parallel. And the game and yeah, because the whole really game takes place in the same locations with the same characters with only minor differences like oh this is the timeline where this character is found dead and by that timeline i mean like a third of all timelines this one character died at this part and that's like like trying to via context clues figure out what the fuck is happening or where you are in the timelines would, would have been so fucking confusing so they just give you the chart but then you see this chart of just 
a crushing amount of content and then you're playing through it and you realize how samey it is and how much you're just touching upon the same things over and over again and mm. the and over time it just <laughs> you're just getting worn down by this this infinity screen it's just like oh i've i have felt oh, that so much less in zero time dilemma because one it's smaller and it's better paced and it just it's weird oh, timelines don't constantly fucking replay the same scenes the same way the other one does and it's just oh, such a good. nice that's change a, you're just great. like oh like i was so, god by the time you finish zero escape you get so tired of finding that one character dead in that one room and then the other character freaks out that that character died da, 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 da. and it's like most <laughs> of the fucking timelines are that character dying in that room and it's like i'm so tired of revisiting this please stop yeah no, there's, actually some really, there's some really playful, creative choices actually made in this in this game that they, I appreciate. They still managed. They still managed to cram in a a lady with her breasts hanging out. Yeah, but she's the least weird choice so far. She's a lady dressed like a normal person might, but then with the added choice to just open that shirt, open her shirt, and let <laughs> she's her wearing normal. She's wearing normal clothes, whereas That's like they had true. to make That's up the. With Lotus, they had to make the contrivance like, oh, she's a belly dancer that got kidnapped on her way home from work. Whereas like with Clover and Alice, they didn't even try to come up with an explanation. They're just like, I don't know, we were clubbing or something and we're just like dressed like insane people. And it's like Clover, you're like, okay, I can vaguely get that. Like I've seen people dressed like Clover before. That's fair. Alice, I've never seen on earth. <laughs> she has like a metal ring that covers her boobs and that's it. Like there's no... <laughs> There's no bra, there's no underboob anything. It's just a ring laying over the top of her boobs like she's a fucking like us like a fucking rule 34 Sonic character and that's yep. just what she wears the whole game and you're supposed to take it seriously and she keeps getting <laughs> murdered and she's a secret agent and you're like what the fuck does this character? This is and on top and that's on top of all the retcon nature of her character that's really insulting. Like I yeah. I hated everything about that. That was yeah, that was really it ruined the ending of well, was it post credit scene? I don't remember if it was post credit or the ending itself of the uh, first game. I think it was the pre credits. I think it's the, <gasps> I, the it's the I think it's the stinger like like splash screen. Can't believe the we're making like, another podcast about complaining it, about zero escape. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're I'm just wait until after we finish it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, we're gonna have like a a belly full of them, just talking. I mean, it, I, 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 I shouldn't introduce, intrude myself in in the conversation because you're you're the let's play stars. I'm still Honestly, wondering how it's. Just... I'm still wondering how it's going to turn out. Like, am I going to am I, I going to end this with the fucking contrarian ass opinion that Zero Time Dilemma is the best one or something? I won't know till <laughs> all the dumb shit happens because it'll be dumb. I'm just <laughs> glad it will be over. Just yeah, glad this I can burden. finally put it behind me, and I can't wait until I can justifiably finally stand on my giant stupid fucking shoebox and with a megaphone shout i was right the yeah. whole game is fucking garbage if you just threw it away we would have been okay well and, that's an no one can argue to come. because it could be like you didn't finish the third one well i did and it was also trash and like the end <laughs> easy i just think about I the fact that like paper, uh 
when I played Paper Mario, people were like, Paper Mario Thousand Years Door actually addresses a lot of your issues with the first game. And then I, I played Thousand Year Door and I'm like, did it? Did it address anything? And then people were like, oh, Super Paper Mario will address your criticisms of, of Thousand Year Door. And I'm like, I'm like this is a fucking trap. But then Zero Time Dilemma <laughs> legitimately addresses like a lot of my complaints about the about Virtue's Last Reward. And I was like, oh, it was true for once. It was true <laughs> I don't know, the only mean, complaint I had wasn't solved, mean it fixed which is I wish everyone would... I wish that it, the story just wasn't so stupid. Like, I just wish it wasn't so bad. <laughs> and, like, we like we already had... Like, I'm so... I'm. What's I'm, funny is a story can be dumber in a good way. Because, like, Shibuya yeah. Scramble is in many ways dumber, but better. Oh, it's <laughs> a stupid story, but it's a lot more fun. You can get... You, but, like, you, there's paths where you get taken out by a diet drink. <laughs> We literally sounds... had we had a we had a we had one of our recording sessions. I think the last one we had where there were four Wikipedia entries back to back where we were like, OK, just please stop. Just close the web browser and actually write a story like every oh, person. Yeah. Yeah. Like people were just sitting there like, what if it's this or this the or this or this? Of when you the narrative is like, of Let's just like, explain Schrodinger's cat again. <laughs> like the, those kinds of moments. Yeah. yeah but it was like yeah. back to back and so we're just like non-stop getting hit with these like long ass fucking uh explanations for things that we either already know or are are actually not relevant at I all i still get i still and get comments like, all the time on the the schrodinger cat episode of zero time to uh virtue's last reward with people just losing their shit because like i think five feels the need to explain schrodinger's cat via like four examples and they just get increasingly wrong <laughs> like they start to they start that. to show even more and more that the author themselves doesn't understand Don't, schrodinger's yeah. cat despite having made a whole game about it because they focus so much on i remember i think i have a vague recollection because they focus so much on the the cat and the the process of the killing isn't that what happens it's, a, it's just a lot. Exactly. They keep making more and more explanations. I, I think one of the explanations is a coin flip, and I'm like, that's literally not how Schrodinger's it's, cat works. Yeah. You cannot equate it to flipping a coin. But the th I think, yeah. the, I might be wrong, but I I think the, Schro uh, the Schrodinger's cat equation, not equation, but experiment or thought experiment, was supposed to, it, it's like a disproof. Uh, 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 it's supposed to be impossible. Like, it's not how it works. It was Schrodinger being like, Quantum physics doesn't work because look at the cat. You can't think of it as being alive and dead. But the obviously that's just a metaphor. And I think that it was supposed to be just a Schrodinger misunderstanding quantum physics. So even the even Schrodinger's I have to read. I might have to. I read think the, I think I remember hearing thing. something about how like the actual example in the first place was supposed to be farcical or something. Like it wasn't yeah. supposed to even be taken Maybe. that. Maybe it's directly. a whole process, and I'm just, yeah. There's just a certain element in it that continues even in a Zero Time Dilemma where it's like, the, it's like a series of Vsauce videos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, the, I like to the point where, like, there's just entire topics that I only know about because of, like, random video essays and Vsauce and other type of, like, quirky, like, let's talk about this today. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do that? Oh, shit. Yeah, we're doing that. All right. The fucking game I, I, show thing. All right, here we go. I know what I, I know what this is. I unsubscribed <laughs> to Vsauce because they oh, were no. publishing too many one-minute videos in vertical camera, and I was like, unsubscribe. <laughs> and now I'm a, a rube that doesn't know things. <laughs> the the I one guess. source of information, Vsauce. The one, yeah, it was the one. 
And now we it's only go. hard to play. We, we definitely got to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's already almost three hours. We're, we're super over time today. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, question answered. Uh, how many people here will make uh, OnlyFans accounts? Uh, 0 0.5 is the answer. Mm -hmm. That's the number. Enjoy. Look forward to... Uh, oh. Oh, Look forward to Zero Time Dilemma uh, an hour You're gonna ago. You're going to announce when he... There were two <gasps> hours ago? It'll, it'll happen like two hours before this podcast airs, I think. Oh, it Wait, what? It airs today? Uh, yeah. Well, Not today today, us. but tomorrow today. Yeah. What? Yeah, by the time this episode goes up, Zero Time Dilemma will have premiered. Ooh. And wow. then I will be closing the comment section to... Cause I gotta finish. We gotta finish the rest of the game, which we're we're, we're fairly far. But I, oh. I gotta finish it before people start spoiling shit. Because people are really stupid. <laughs> You're stupid, people. You're so stupid. <laughs> people just spoil <laughs> things all the time. It's just so frustrating, yeah. and they're so That's, dumb about yeah. it. They're just they're so. Look at your comment and think about what it would like be like to read that comment if you're somebody who's currently playing through the game. And just assume people are smart, and you'll realize really quickly how easily people would decode your comment to realize the spoiler that you're quote unquote not writing or whatever. Like I just, I'll never get over people like quoting a thing you say and then giving like a sly like ha ha knowing look or wow crazy he said that huh and it's like yeah cool every single person on the planet that reads that comment knows what you said. You must get so many of those, it's, Keith. You must it get happens so many all the time. <laughs> you all say that. My it's God. so frustrating. People will just quote oh what God. you said and then not say the spoiler. But the fact that they're quoting what you said with like a knowing look or whatever kind of like emoji thing, like that's the spoiler. There's only one reasonable explanation for what you mean by that. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> and the other one is when you have a theory and then people just say, nah. And they don't understand that that like approving the negative is also a spoiler. Yeah, that's also a spoiler. <laughs> which is its own frustration. <laughs> and rude. More rude than a normal yeah. spider. Spoiler. I guess the end of the podcast, so I'll, I'll say one spoiler about Zero Time Dilemma, or Virtue's Last <laughs> Reward, sorry, the previous game, as an example. So if you haven't played Virtue's Last Reward, fucking end the podcast. It's over already. This is the end. But uh, like, I'll never get, like, one of the dumbest ones was that like, Literally in part one of the playthrough, somebody spoiled the end of the game without realizing they were doing so because of this kind of like frustrating commenter, which is that we looked at the cast of characters like you always do because it's fun to look at the cast and be like, oh, what's that person's deal? And like guess what's going on? And, I'm, and I looked at Sigma and, th and said, oh, he looks like an older Junpei. And so somebody quoted that I said that that guy looks like an older Junpei and did like a little like looky looky jokey doll oh, crazy he said something about an older Junpei huh and it's like that's a gargantuan spoiler for Virtue's Last Reward is the is the, the gesturing at the idea of an older Junpei being in the game that's a yeah. problem and like that was like wow dodged a bullet there because at the time I was reading the comments I I, th I thought we were safe from spoilers because we were like dozens of hours into the playthrough at that point and we we're nearly finishing it and when that comment happened we had hit that spoiler the day before <laughs> like we just barely hit that spoiler before the premiere of the series happened and it's like you can't y'all can't be trusted <laughs> you are irresponsible no comments, for you. No comments. 
And like, this is my warning to all of you guys, because like you're ruining it for each other. Like there's a bunch of people oh, in the audience yeah. that are experiencing the game through the playthrough and these spoilers ruin the game. So be like fucking behave better. Just tag your spoilers or shut the fuck up. Like you don't have to post the fucking like, uh, I'm in the know the comment, like be responsible. You're just being shitty to other people in the comment section and ruining the game for them. So also, think about your haha, shit. You can't, can't but spoil also, it for us. But just yeah, but like despite this warning, I'm not trusting any of you. I'm not. I'm literally closing my browser. <laughs> I'm closing my browser tab for the comments. I'm just not going to read comments on my YouTube channel for like weeks until we're done with this game. Oh, mm -hmm. there's too much like build up to this silly playthrough. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Email Finally. your questions, dialogue choices, podcast gmail.com so we can uh, spend two and a half hours not answering them. <laughs> Just or answering one of them. My, making my accounts. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yes. See you guys next time. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>